2: And welcome back to an episode of the Clear Jets podcast where you host Ben Blessington and Michael Nania. Michael, we have a very special guest with us today. I've been looking forward to this one for, for a long time. And thankfully the Jets have done their part and they've won some games to make this matchup even more meaningful. Uh, but for this podcast, we have probably the biggest Jets fan I know, DJ enemy DJ, how are you doing, man? The biggest Jets fan you know. That's kind of crazy. I'm just kidding. Former, <laughs> former New York Daily News beat reporter. We were only lucky enough to have him for a year, and now he's he's off. He's he's left us in the dust, ESPN, covering the Texans. You are a big, big Dolphins fan. That's big Dolphins fan. bringing you on. Uh, we, I'm sure we can, we can talk a little uh, sauce versus Derek Stingley in there as well. Um, but first, DJ, how are you doing, man? I mean, we miss you. We really, really – the beat really, really misses you. Uh, I'm sure, like, from the fans' perspective – Absolutely, I'm sure your colleagues miss you, but from the fans' perspective, we absolutely miss you on that beat. Um, but hopefully you're you're enjoying uh, things in Houston.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm for sure enjoying things in Houston. It's been fun, um, you know,
0: being in Houston. It's, it's a
1: different type of approach. Like, I don't have to write every day. Um, and like a lot of my coverage kind of di- is dictated based on whether the team is good or not. No, not, not coverage content and like in terms of the amount of stuff I'm putting out, it's determined on how good the team is because with ESPN, I'm not writing for a local audience. I'm writing for a national audience. So obviously on a national level, most people don't give it rats. You know, what about um, the Texans, um, especially right now? So I have to always, you know, have that in the back of my mind. So that's why I don't write right nearly as much as I used to. I have to consistently try to find very unique things that can bring people from outside of the Houston fan base to read the show. That's why, you know, I did the story. Jenna Petrie with his mother or his parents, because he's from the Houston area. You know, I've done other things um, like that. I was going to do a story on this one player who always gives a touchdown to his his mom, things like that, you know, um, about the team was better, I would write more football stuff. Like, not better, but like more relevant. Like, a really good beat, even though I wouldn't want to actually cover them, but, from an ESPN perspective as a reporter, a really hot beat would be like the Dolphins, where like, because like, cause of Tua, Tua is so captivating, polarizing, that you're always gonna have something right about, whether it's in the field, sometimes, you know, obviously with the concussion thing. Granted, like, you know, minus that, I mean, he's, he made he, he, you know, he's not, solidified himself as a great quarterback, he has made the Dolphins relevant in the sense that, like, you know, I don't know, like, there's, there's a bunch of teams that have better quarterbacks that aren't nearly as relevant as the Dolphins because of that one guy. So, right. So,
2: kind of – is a young, top pick, kind of looked at right. as, like, this is the make-or-break-it year for him. He was taken by right. Herbert, gotten off to – kind of a tough start to his career, honestly. Of course. To, to the point where, like, I don't – you weren't the biggest uh, – were nah. you, you weren't too and on, were you? I was not into an on then <laughs> not into <and> on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he has looked pretty good the, the first few weeks. Luckily, the Jets. I, I don't know if luckily, I want to say luckily, because I'm I'm gonna say it, DJ. I think this is gonna be a good game. And if the Jets win it, it I don't want to hear the excuses that I know are coming. The Dolphins fan base is talking, and I look, I know the Jets, Jets fans talk to them some shit. Like I know. Oh yeah, I talked dolphins fans have been talking the most amount of shit I've seen from since that Tyree kill move. Cause I remember the, the first like few days of free agency, they were kind of like getting mad. Oh, yeah, it was hot. I, I remember that. And I was like, Oh, let's go. The dolphins are in shambles. And then it was like, they got Armstead and they made a few, and then it was the Tyree kill thing over the jets. And since then dolphins fans have been like basically celebrating a super bowl for six or seven months. And now here's the day. I mean, we, this, we've been looking for this matchup for, for months, not just obviously that, you know, little DJ right. versus, uh see we got that beef. But like Jets, Dolphins, this should be a great rivalry. It's it's used to be a great rivalry. Kind of fell off a little bit during the Patriot years. And then the, the most recent years, let's be honest, it hasn't really been competitive. The Dolphins have right. beaten the Jets every single time uh, since 2019. Uh, what was the last time we beat them? Like 2019? The, the last time the
1: Jets beat them was 20, 2019, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah right. The Dolphins have won 10 of the last 12 games.
2: Yeah, that. 10 of the last 12. So – pretty sad and that was Saul's whole message to them to open up this year like i don't know if you saw any of the clips but he was basically like yeah close the gap like that shit ends this season um all right so i guess we'll open it up with here um i want to i want to preview the individual matchups and talk about what's happening with the dolphins and yeah of course but i do want to get your thoughts our boy zach you Returned last weekend. Have you had a chance to, to check out some of the film? I was curious to get some. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. It. Yeah,
1: I checked it out. You know, like the first three quarters was brutal, but
2: he turned it on in the fourth quarter.
1: Um, obviously, I mean he was he was phenomenal the fourth, you know, 10 for 20, that ten of for 10, 10 for 12 for yeah, 128 yeah. yards, touchdown, let a game win the drive. Um, obviously they don't win that if you don't if he doesn't play at that level. Um, so Zach looked good. I mean, it's so funny because I can we can all relate to um you know, that what happened last, you know, if you have a young, if you're a fan of a team with a young quarterback, we can all relate to watching, you know, your quarterback, your young quarterback lead your team on a, on a game winning drive type ordeal, like, you know, a tour day in week two. Because um, Joe Flacco also did that in week, you know, what was that week two? Well, he led a game winning drive. And it's fun for the moment, but it don't hit the same when a guy like, you know, your guy, your young quarterback, does it because he's the future. So right. you're like, he can do this going forward. Now we have something to root for. Cause we all know now, especially today's game, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't really have a shot at long-term relevancy and consistency. Like you might get a lightning in the ball for a year, maybe a year and a half, but eventually you'll come back down to earth and you'll be like the Colts eventually. Become the Colts or you know, you know, whatever team that's trying to find that quarterback. To replace whatever they had before, and you still searching even the Broncos, they're kind of yeah, they're still searching. You know, you know they're, they they're they stuck.
2: They're stuck with Russ now. Exactly. So,
1: um, yeah. So yeah, you know, when I watched it, I was like, okay, um, this this was good. Now obviously he has to build on it, and now we just got to be able to see it for the majority of the game. You know, could we always get it in spurts? Right, the Tennessee Tennessee game second half, the Bucks game that was like the majority of the game. Right. Um, the Eagles game you got it in the first half, right. and obviously defense kind of contributed to that in the second half. But again, we didn't really get much in the second half. Dolphins first, um, Dolphins game in Miami, you got it in the first half, nothing in the second half. So I would just say um, being able to sustain that for more than just a quarter or half to be able to get that for the majority of the game.
0: I agree with you on that, and I think. You know, I was talking with Ben a little bit. I mean, it's all we've really talked about this week is how Zach's been playing. Um, But when we were talking about it, I think I was maybe a little more critical of his first half than Ben has been. And, you know, there were some I drink the Kool-Aid, boy. Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm drinking the second half Kool-Aid. But, like, I think there are still some things to clean up from that first half. And and like you said, DJ, I think it's about getting that consistency for the four quarters. That's how you're going to be able to, you know, be stable and, Compete in games on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think the way he finished the game is something that you know we haven't really seen from a, a young Jets quarterback in recent years. I mean, you know, Flacco the comeback a couple of weeks ago, um, Fitzpatrick had the Giants game in 2015, but other than that, I mean, like legitimate comebacks by a young quarterback, we just haven't seen that. I mean, can you think of any either of you guys by Jets quarterback?
2: Gino, baby, his rookie year, he had like six. Yeah, that's true,
0: that's true. <laughs> but we're talking nine years ago
2: that was a while ago guys hey they wrote him off he ain't right back though Come on,
0: if the Jets just stuck it out another 10 years they would have their guy he is kind of one of the rare because
2: like I know we always kind of act like oh you want to cheer for former Jets players but you kind of can't when they go and play for another team because like they might look make the Jets look bad or like they play for another team but like I don't like cheer for the Seahawks but Gino's kind of the rare example where like you legitimately can cheer for Gino because there was no chance. There was no way they could have kept him throughout the right, last few right. years. So like you can cheer for Gino. I'm, I'm happy for him, man. Um, I don't want to get too far off track. I know you guys, I know we're on the, the Zach train right now. DJ, you came in with, with some smoke. Maybe Michael can set this up. We had a little debate on the pod. I think the last time you were on and maybe it was two times ago. I don't know. It was probably like last November, somewhere around there. You reported something. We were kind of debating it. And uh, I'm going to be honest, DJ, you made us look silly because we disagree with you, and then come this year, well, Michael, I'll, I'll let you set it up. Maybe maybe you give the, set the floor up for DJ on um, what, what this debate was about.
0: Yeah, no, I, I remember the last time you were on, we were talking about Bryce Hall, and we were kind of going through all the teams. How many teams would he start on? I remember I was like, he was starting this team, and that team probably had the lead, and then <laughs> you were saying, you know, Brandon Echols is a guy with more potential. I was like, nah, I don't really see it, but here we are. Bryce Hall is not active on game days and Eccles is their top backup corner. And in week two, he we came through with a huge sequence of big plays in the red zone against the Browns. So uh, take your victory lap on the cornerbacks. I tried to
1: tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I tried to tell y'all. Um, and it wasn't really like because Bryce was like bad or anything like that. It was just more like, yeah, yeah, I like I, I like Echols.
0: Physical ability a
1: little bit more, and he had a lot more dog to him um, than Bryce had, based on people I talked to and just watching his mannerisms on the field and seeing him in practice. Because remember, I, you know, I had watched this training camp; I watched a lot of their practices and things like that. But um, obviously, I knew they still had to address the position if they ever wanted to be a good defense. Because you know, one thing that we kind of all you know all got now because I didn't, defense, no, you but didn't. A lot of, but you- Jet fans believe that. Bryce was good, and if you just have a good D-line, it doesn't really matter what your secondary is, which I had vehemently disagreed with because, like, there's a, there's a bunch of teams that could get pressure and get a lot of sacks. Like, I can look at the list right now um, from 2019 or 20, 2021. Like, did, did, did you know last year the Chicago Bears had 49 sacks last year, but the quarterbacks had a pass rate of 103, due for almost 4,000 yards? pass for 31 touchdowns
2: you know so it's like you got to oh, have no. oh, D- dj brought the receipts yes yes
1: <laughs> I, I, I got it i got it all right here on my lap like so yes it's good to have you know it's good to have you know a good d-line to get pressure but you still got to have people in the secondary that can cover you know what i'm saying um exactly. i mean yeah, look tennessee had 43 uh, sacks last year that's like top i think 12 or 11 last year and then You know, quarterbacks threw for 4,485 yards last year. So, again, like, you can get pressure and get sacks, but if you don't have a good second, you can scheme around that. Like, that's not not something, like, horrible horrible to do because if, let's say, Team A has a decent, uh, average offensive line but really good skill players, all you have is a good D line, bad defensive backs, you're going to still get torched. Yes, you may have a drive where you get a sack or get some pressures, maybe get two sacks on a drive or maybe get one sack and then a couple of sacks a few drives later. But outside of that, if you're not getting pressure, you are getting cooked. So, you know, that's why I was like, yeah, yeah, I got to, especially when Tyree Hill went to the Dolphins, I'm like, yeah, yeah, all have to, you know, so I said, you know, Tweet so probably still up, sauce and sauce in that four. Um, even though, you know, towards the end, I thought y'all were going to go at Guadalu, but I'm glad y'all went sauce because and you know, after you and y'all added DJ Reed, because in today's game, you gotta have the cornerbacks, you gotta have a good secondary. Because again, like you got the argument could be made y'all lost our Ravens game because a miscommunication in secondary. Yeah, and yeah. You can say that you could say that with the um the Bengals game. Well, I mean, I think y'all lose that Bengals game regardless, but the Ravens game for sure, I can we can legitimately say the miscues in the secondary cost y'all that
2: game. Yeah. Well, the corners have probably been the best. Michael you agree? They're probably the best position group
0: yeah Yeah. more so the safeties in both of those games the safeties really
2: really cost them but the like what you're saying like we've seen the difference in the corner play from this year to last year and how it affects the defense absolutely Um, because like even like last year like you know like bryce hall would make a few plays and it would be like you know a big sigh of relief but it was still like when that ball was in the air, you're like, "Uh oh <laughs> like, right right, right it like right. now when they when they launched that ball and I see that that lanky number one stride for stride with the team's number one receiver, like I know sauce is breaking that up. So right. it, it gives you a different level of confidence. And also like I think I agree, like it, it's the same thing with drafting sauce where it's like, I really wanted sauce, but I thought I bought it, I bought too much into what you're saying. Or it was like Saul is last year in San Francisco. he was just able to put anybody at corner and still win the jets they're just gonna you know they went into last year was just a bunch of day three picks they're just gonna develop young guys kind of like right. what san francisco is honestly doing right now and then focus everything up front so i didn't think that they would take a corner but in retrospect i'm well obviously i, I was super happy then but i'm so happy they've put an emphasis on it and it also frees up what they can do defensively you know right. like they can put more pressure on them and then you know uh get more versatile you know they, they got two vanilla last year because they had to compensate for their corners and now they can yeah. kind of open things up
1: yeah um, i completely agree completely agree there i remember um talking to solo and he was just telling me how like now that they had you know this is before they even drafted like now, now, now they had two Reed and they had brought in jordan whitehead and they were bringing back Joyner. he would just explain how like that's going to help their run because since their corner position was so young and so green that they had to like i looked it up and i compared to other years but like they were in too high on a lot of early downs to protect their corners which took someone took someone out of the box which explained a little bit not all the way, but a little bit onto why they struggled in the run game too because Salah prefers to have an extra safety in the box so he can have a free runner at you know at the running back so um it's you know a little thing that they had to tinker with but now they haven't with nearly as much today they, they can trust their corners on a quote-unquote island. Obviously not Rebus Island, but they can leave them out there and not have to worry about, oh, but well, what about if this happens or that happens, you know, so.
0: Yeah, for sure, and it, it makes me think back to that Bills game from last year when, you know, the Bills were isolating digs on away from Bryce Hall, finding good matchups, and, you know, the Jets couldn't really respond to that. And then they did a little bit more afterward with, you know, moving Bryce Hall around uh, and trying to find better matchups, but – it obviously didn't work too great because they didn't really have the talent to find matchups that favor them in coverage. But now you have sauce Gardner, you can put him on Mark Andrews and he could, you know, go stride for stride with him and break up a touchdown. It's not something they had last year. And it's not something a lot of teams do have really in any way Um, in terms of like the corners versus the pass rush sort of thing. It's interesting because we sit here now four weeks in and the jets pass rush, you know, they've had their moments, but they have not carried this defense in the way that I think they're capable of. And without the cornerback play that they've gotten, this defense would be a lot worse right now than it I has heard. been. So, so we are seeing an example of, yes, your coverage can carry the pass rush the same way it can go the other, the other direction.
1: Absolutely. Cause you know there's a lot of teams that are built back to front. Like I think the Ravens have built back to front. The Patriots are always Bills, built for back sure. To front. Bills were built back to front. So recent, um, and uh, I know the Dolphins. They, they, they were. They when flow came. Well, 2020 when flow. They spent a whole bunch of money. They kind of set it up to be built back to front, because you know rushing coverage go hand in hand. So you can't really go wrong either way. Um, it's just all about which way you want to do it. You know, either way they both have to be on their p's and q's. Um, but I would say it's probably 55-45 pass rush to coverage. But if it's that close, then Right. You still need, you know, you still they need those like, right, right. 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 It's yeah. just,
2: it's, yeah, you, you need both. And it's okay to prioritize pass rush. But while we're on the subject of corners, you're covering the right. Texans. You've gotten a chance to see uh, Derek Stingley up close, kind of a controversial pick to take him over Sauce. I mean, I know they got that got rolling kind of the, the week before the draft, but all right. the rhetoric up, up until the draft, Sauce is cornerback number one. He's right. At first. Stingley to the Texans I know he's he's had uh seems like he's had a good rookie season I did see like some tweet yeah. that was trying to credit him with like giving up like 30 catches yeah. or something um I, I kind of I I know that page is, is kind of bullshit so I know right. you don't pay too much attention to that if you're not watching the film um right. I know you've gotten up close look at Stingley I don't know how much you've had a chance to to take a look at Sauce I'm sure you've seen some stuff Yeah, I and, and, some. and then obviously in the pre-draft process you got a chance right. to study him a lot um well what do you think if you're looking at comparing them? I know we don't have a text. So I, I
1: think I, I think it's a it's a loaded question. Um, but I will say this.
2: So I think sauce has been better
1: slightly, but I think that sting actually do more. Um, because I will say sauce's scheme is I mean that sauce, solid scheme, and I we both we all three of us you know, we will dive in. You always dive into stuff like this, pay and stuff like this. So a uh, solid scheme is very cornerback friendly, which Gave you the impression last year that Bryce was doing a lot better than what he was doing. Not saying that, you no, know, that um, you know, Sauce is not doing as good as he's doing. He is. It's just that solid scheme elevates cornerbacks. You know what right. I'm saying? And that shouldn't be taken away from Sauce because it's kind of like Andy Reid's system or Matthew Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid's system, it works for any quarterback, Patrick Mahomes can just elevate it. So right. like Sauce's and DJ Reed are in a sense kind of elevating that scheme that already elevates cornerbacks. Um, Lovey's defense I don't know if it per se Elevates cornerbacks Per se It can help cornerbacks And Lovey's a great defensive mind I don't know if it elevates it Like the way Solid defense elevates cornerbacks I would lean towards a Solis defense To elevate cornerbacks But Sting is actually do more In terms of coverage He's actually following more receivers Because he's following Mike Williams. He followed Mike Williams The entire um, uh, Game I guess it's charged For the majority of the game um, and obviously against the Broncos, he followed Sutton. Um, but he's also actually run more coverages, I think, than, than Sauce. Because Sauce, it's quarters, three, sometimes some you get between quarter, quarter and a half, and then man. But, you know, when he's in three, obviously he's off at, at like eight, nine yards, which is, again, smart to put your quarterback in advantageous positions. Stingley's run a lot more cover, two. I think they, they run cover, two more than any other coverage that they run. So like Stingley isn't per se in that position to where he can quote unquote, you know, follow receiver and really like follow him, whatever route they're running. Cause there'll be a bunch of plays where he's in cover too. Yeah. He's following his receiver. He'll um, press at the line of scrimmage, bump to the sideline. And then now eyes are back on the quarterback. So he just actually do a little bit more um, than than sauce is. Um, I think they're both, I think both teams are happy with the pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. This thing is still good. Like you guys know, if I don't think you're good, I'm going to, I not I'm going to call you shitty, but I'm going to, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to like, um, Be find a way to contextualize it and put it out there that, yeah, no, nah, he's not as good as what you guys think. I, I, think, that's the,
2: I think that's the thing that uh, I, I always appreciated about your coverage was that it wasn't, you didn't kiss ass but right. you were positive. Like you pointed out the, po- you just were very, uh, you could just tell that you were being very genuine in your analysis. I'm not saying your former colleagues aren't always like that. Sometimes right. there's a sense of like, are you saying this because you want to get some, some interaction, which is, <laughs> Hey, it's the name of the game, but I right. know, um, uh, I'm sure there are other guys who are, you know, as measured in their analysis, but I, I know Jets fans, <laughs> I know Jets fans miss you on the beat, man. Um I will say, like I understand what you're saying in terms of like uh, how the scheme elevates your corners. Yeah, I yeah. think as I think as the season gets on, you're going to see a little bit more freedom with Sauce because you've already seen it. like his first game. They were matching him up with with Mark Andrews. Right. I don't think we right. did we ever see Bryce Hall match up one on one with the tight end. Um, That's a
3: good
2: may have happened a
0: few times. I, I, don't I don't know this rookie game. year against the Raiders. Um, yeah. I think he matched up with Waller. Didn't work well though. So I, that's what, that was I right think it happens sometimes, But not a great result. And yeah, that was a different scheme.
2: So, so they're giving him, you know, they're, they're I, And also, you know, they, they like their main coverage looks on third down. So I know what you mean. I think uh I think they're both excellent players. I was surprised Houston Houston went Stingley given the injury concerns, and and you hadn't really seen it in a few years, but it seems like if if he's healthy and he gets yeah, and his 50 year under his belt, he's like pretty both, think both he's pretty good. Talent
1: wise, Stingley like, passes the eye test. Like yeah.
0: They both,
2: they both, they look both look. like... Do. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't
1: know though if that pair is better than JC Horn and, and Patrick. Sir Sir. Yeah, I don't know that. That 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 I think
0: better than that Horn I, Horn has been having a huge leap this year. Yeah, and I mean he was good when certain, healthy last year. He certain, just
2: got hurt. Yeah. top three probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. PS. They call him PS two. PS two is might be CB one. That brother <laughs>
1: might be like top. Three top, he's top five right now. Yeah, he might be able to get to that top three ish range. Like he looks
2: whoo, but that's yeah, your big, you're a big corner guy. I don't want to get too far yeah. away from the Jets yeah. Dolphins, but your top five corners right now, rapid fire Ramsey, Ramsey, Ramsey for sure.
1: Um, yeah, Ramsey, oh, Slate, Slate, Slate's okay. in there. So I don't know about I'm putting in order, but yeah, so Ramsey's in there, Slate's in there. Um, Patrick Chantain's in there.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: the way Diggs has been playing this
2: year. Oh, and then, and then Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. All right, good. That's five right there. And and, and I'm just kidding. All right, Trayvon and then <laughs> Max. <Mackles>. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Xavier yeah. Howard.
1: But I think DJ Reed <laughs> and Sauce could be in the top ten by the end of this year. But I told y'all about DJ Reed. The second you he did. I signed him, and I, did, I told him, I was like, no, no, no. DJ Reed, no, he's different. He's and like you got that. that.
2: Did you get the, the interview with him, too? Like, right when he yeah, signed? Yeah. Him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did a
1: little interview. We you know we talk, we talk ball. Um, he's a real yeah, deal. He's a real deal. Like I, would, like they got him at a bargain. Yeah, I'll leave
0: it at that. yeah. No, we were high on him, and he's really lived up to it. I mean, once we, you know, he's not the biggest name, but once we kind right. of dug into him, is like, yeah, he is. He's he's for real. Yeah, he he may <laughs> go down as one of the
2: better uh, corner signings of the last few years because it seems like all the corners that get paid are like the big names, like the Tremaine Johnsons. They get these right. massive contracts, and it's just tough for them to live up to it. But the, the best free agent corner signings are always – I mean, DJ Re got, got a bag. It's not like he got got him on the, the bargain bin, but, like, kind of flew under the radar a little bit, and he's been amazing. So yeah. very happy. All right. Dolphins game. Yes. Everybody listening to this podcast knows what's up with the state of the Jets right now. Let's hear about the state of the Dolphins real quick from, from our resident Dolphins insider. Um, a lot, a lot of injuries going on. I know it's, it's a tough week. Dolphins fans are still pretty cocky. They're calling it, they're, they're taking over MetLife and their group has like 1,400 tickets. It's an 80,000 seat stadium. And apparently it's supposed to be one of the biggest, uh, biggest crowds in MetLife history this weekend. Get your tickets, everybody. No excuses. Good weather, big swing game. But, uh, yeah, what's up with the Dolphins right now heading into this game? Um, uh, man, I mean, there's
1: they, they some injuries. I think that, uh, Xavier might play, I will lean towards your play. He practiced today. Tyreek's going to play. I'm saying, so they're going to have most hands on deck minus Tua. I think this game would be phenomenal if Tua was playing. Like, oh. if Tua was playing. Like, that would be so much more fun, I'll say. That. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But, yes, yeah, so the state stay the Dolphins right now. I mean, the Dolphins fans are riding high right now, man. I ain't
2: going to lie to you. Like, that Bills win is what kind of like put them over the edge. Um, well, the Ravens one really was the bit. Ba- I mean, you're right That about comeback. That too. Yeah, that, that was. When that the, was that's like, when the league woke up to the Dolphins. I feel.
1: Yeah, cause it was like, usually, you know, like my always biggest concern with Tua was wasn't like the ability. Like, I feel like if you're starting for a quarterback, you can make the majority of the throws. Now is he? Can he do like Mahomes does and Allen does and Lamar? No, but I felt he could make the majority of the throws. There's something that he can't make, which is fine. So he just has to win with his mind a lot. My question was, can he win? Be a shootout? Can he? The other quarterback over there is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Can you go toe-to-toe with him? And to see Lamar go for 319 or whatever, 100 yards rushing, four touchdowns, and two outplaying him, I'm like, okay, all right, now I can, all right. Now you can pull me in because there's going to be games, where you have to be able to go toe-to-toe with that quarterback. And to see him do that, I'm like, all right. Now, most. I think most Dolphin fans are bought in because of that because you you know that a lot, of, a lot of these games, if the rosters aren't matched up or even, all right, can your quarterback, outplay his quarterback? You know what I'm saying? A lot of these games come down to that. I mean, it, it's not, you know, we try to simplify it to that, but in reality, like there's a lot of other variables, but a lot of it does come down to, can your quarterback make plays when you need them to make plays? And he made those plays. Um, so, yeah, man, so that's, that's why they're riding high. But I do think this matchup is a very bad one for them because uh, I think there is a drop with with Tua to Teddy. Like, I I genuinely believe that because um, Teddy does play it more safe. Tua doesn't play it as safe. Like, Tua, like, when we saw him year one and year two, he was always thinking of dunking. That's not how he played at Bama. Like, he wants to, like, try to be a gunslinger. Granted, he don't got the arm talent to, like, be like that Mahomes type. Josh Allen type gunslinger, but he wants to swing it. It's just that, you know, he kind of needs help from his receivers to allow him to gunsling And obviously now he has that. Teddy is more like meticulous, where he's gonna consistent technical defense is given him and try to be efficient, play in and play out. Um, so I think this game is gonna come down to can the Jets receivers win their one-on-ones against the Dolphins cornerbacks. Um, because I don't think the Jets gonna be able to run the ball effectively because the Dolphins' defense apparently is actually good at stopping the run, so I've seen. I saw it in the Lamar game because, like, you know, Lamar is Lamar, but they were able to contain Joe Mixon. They were able to contain the Patriots, and the Bills obviously don't. They don't believe running the ball, so it is what it is. But those two games, they were able to contain them, so we'll see. Uh, I think it's going to come down to that. Um, And then on the Dolphins' side, can they get their run game going so they don't have to put too much on Teddy's shoulders? Cause the old line, even though you do have Armstead and Armstead is playing like a top three left tackle right now. I ain't gonna lie. The rest of the O line is
2: still if he rest stays there. healthy. If he stays healthy.
1: Oh no yeah I mean yeah that's true. That's true. But you know the rest of the O line is what the center spot is cool but left guard is problematic with Eichenberg. Right guard is fine, but you have Greg Little at right right tackle who is you know he is what he is. Who would have thought that you like, know you missed Austin Jackson but like, that's so crazy but <laughs> But yeah, so that's what I think the game comes down to. Can the Dolphins run the ball effectively so they can keep the Jets' defense guessing? Can everybody they run a lot of that. I know you guys probably think. You guys are football junkies. I know you guys probably seen the NFL Live segment with um, Mina Kimes, Dan Malowski, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Marcus. I did they're talking about, like, play action under center. Yep. Um, and the Dolphins, they like to run a lot of their play action stuff under center anyway. So, um, you know, if they get the run game going, then now that kind of can keep the Jets' defense off balance, um, and then obviously on the Jets' side, can their skill players win against the Dolphins' skill players? So
0: yeah, and, and on that subject with the the Jets' weapons, I wanted to ask you about what's kind of going on with the secondary because you know I, I was looking at some of the numbers for yes. Miami's pass defense, and you know the thirty yeah. first right now in terms of pass yards, and I was looking at Howard, and he's given up some big numbers this year. So yeah. what are your thoughts on how that pass defense has played, and specifically Howard? Is he Kind of going through a rough patch right now? Is that a little misleading? Uh, what's going on with him? So,
1: yeah, I always watch it, We watch the Dolphins games because why not? Um,
0: I'm a nerd. Um, so,
1: I think week one, obviously, they're good. So, I think two, three, four, they played elite quarterbacks. And that's just what happens. Well, this borough elite, well, I'll put Burrow in a very good category. Yeah. I won't put them in. But anyway, they, they play really good quarterbacks, good to elite quarterbacks. And I think it had some to do with it. I also, um, the Bills game, I think that was more scheme than the game plan. All right, we're going to let them dink and dunk, let them march up and down the field, but the red zone, we're going to tighten up. That's what they did. Granted, if Josh Adams skipped that one pass in the end zone, maybe you're having to complete different discussion or, you know, whatever. The Ravens game, though, they just got they just got towed up. I ain't a lie. I think uh, Josh Boyer didn't. Um, he ran the same game plan that they did against, them on Thursday night football and the Ravens were prepared for it. And then, but they made the adjustments in the second half. I think the Ravens only scored, I believe, 10 points in the second half. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was, it was yeah, I it was 10 points in the second half. So I think it was just more of that. Um, exactly. Howard, time. he started slow, like last year he started slow, then he turned on towards the end. Um, the year he was in the defensive player of uh, the year competition, he kind of started a little slow. So that's kind of par for the course. Um, and I do think against the Bengals, they were – like, their plan was working. Then Howard got hurt after that. You know, he, he got pulled after that touchdown. Um, but they were in it, you know what I'm saying? They, they're more of an opportunistic type defense. Like, yards per – like, the advanced play-by-play stuff and yards per attempt, like, they're going to be – it's going to be a little explosive because they're an aggressive defense. But um, they do have to pick it up. I won't say that. They got to pick it up. The D-line got be, to gotta be better. Kaufacik um, Fields only has one sack. Agba I don't even know if he has a sack yet. They only have one interception, so they gotta be better. I think some of that was just the defense that they were, the offenses that they're playing. Um, so we'll see, but they gotta pick it up because uh, you know Dolphins can't run the ball really well right now. Uh, and if you don't get the defense right, you know when we get down to like December football, you're gonna end up in a situation that you want to be in actually to throw the ball 40 times. Because no quarterback that time of the year needs to be doing that anyway. I thought made me like – even Josh Allen Mahomes, like, yeah, that's great. But, like, you still want to be balanced because the weather, things like that. And it's so easy to defend the team when you know all they're going to do is pass. It's a lot easier. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: And we, we knew that in the first three weeks when Joe Flacco was throwing 50 passes a game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm so glad we don't have to see those graphics anymore on Twitter every week. From the NFL count, look at all these young studs, top five in passing yards. And there's Flacco next to Herbert.
2: Hey, I don't mind um, seeing a Jets QB in those those graphics though. It was
0: it was cool to just see the Jets logo up there. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> I wish it was someone else. But uh um, always. But speaking of that passing game with the Jets right now, I'm sure you're aware that the Jets are in complete shambles with the injuries at the tackle position. So yeah. There's going to be a rough situation this week. We still don't know 100% sure what's going to be going on. Is Dwayne Brown starting? Is it sounds, moving?
2: It, sounds like, it sounds like
0: Brown might. Sounds like it. a exactly. legit possibility. He said he's good to go. So is that going to happen? AVT going back to right guard? Is he going to go to right tackle? Um, however it plays out, it's a shaky situation. So this Dolphins pass rush. Um, got a lot of talent. Jalen Phillips, first-round pick last year. Agba's been pretty solid since coming over there. How are those guys doing? I know the sacks haven't really been there yet, like you said, um, but it seems like they were kind of getting a little bit going last week. I know Phillips had a sack and had some big plays, uh, even on the interior. I saw him working inside, um, so that could be something they could exploit, especially against Lake and Tomlinson, who's been really struggling uh, struggling this year. So uh, what have you seen from that pass rush this year?
1: Um, it could be better, obviously, but, you know, I mean, yeah, I think it'd be better. Like,
0: they did they, they show a little bit of signs
1: last week, but again, like quarterbacks haven't been uncomfortable with them. Uh, they did come alive towards the end of that Bills game, but I mean, they could for sure be better. Um, I think that's, a, that's an even matchup between the Jets and the Jets all line versus the Dolphins D line right now based on how they're both playing. Um, so I think both of them have to be better, especially the, the, the Dolphins back short because they act so much at their cornerbacks. And the secondary guy it's like, yo, like, can y'all help me out? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I was talking to a Texans player who plays in the secondary. And, you know, I asked just about, you know, the concept we talked about earlier about rushing coverage. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all balance. And like, you know, once I get to my landmarks and I'm, you know, I'm covering where I got to cover, it's like, all right, now, D-line, you got to get there, because I've been out here for a little while now. Yeah, I got to get there. So it's kind of like that, you know, where um, I, the offense has to, has to start because they, they don't have enough sacks that would make me um, feel like the pass rush is a legitimate factor yet. So, um, so yeah. Um, I know y'all want to actually talk about, you know, the abundance of wide receivers that you guys have.
2: So You know what? You gave me the segue. I was going to go with something else, but I do want to talk about the abundance of, of wide receiver talent we have. Garrett Wilson, I don't know how much you've seen of him. Absolutely. But- you know you're a busy guy man you're covering the texans and you go rewatch the dolphins game i don't know how much time you have for your your real number one team um but (laughs) they're a c team now yeah we're a c team no we're saying we're still his a team but we we have to be like (laughs) on the surface we're a c team um but garrett wilson i mean obviously you saw it in that browns game is the real deal and you've seen it other in other games too in plenty flat uh, plenty of flashes but him and elijah Moore together the jets have been using him interestingly like you know, clearly right now they prefer to keep more of that X positioning and and putting Wilson in the slot um, for whatever reason, even though it seems like at some point they might make that switch to have Wilson be more of the X and and more as the slot. But uh, what have you seen from these, uh, from these jets receivers, you know, is this, and and the weapons as a whole, like obviously they brought in Brees Hall, Michael Carter's back. The tight ends have been uh, all right. Conklin at least is providing like a viable receiving option. Um, but between Moore and, and Wilson, it, it's a it's a really fun group. I know I know the Dolphins probably have the claim to the to the best receiving group in, in the AFC East. But for for missing out on Tyree Kill, I think I think Joe Douglas responded pretty well bringing in uh, Brees Hall and, and Garrett Wilson with those. can two. I take can't another victory
1: now? Yeah, I, go I, ahead. because I'm telling everybody
2: get let's get another weapon for Zach.
1: Period. Like let's get another weapon for Zach. period point blank. Like get out of here with this Linderbaum talk. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying Kyle like, Hamilton. You know, like like you know, has been good though. Like he's been good, yeah. but he's not. He, I mean, he ain't the reason why the Ravens' offense looks like what it does because Lamar Jackson is phenomenal. He plays a part in that though. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, when you got as guys, guys as twitchy as Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, that just opens everything up. I do, yeah. Nah, I you know I have seen some of the concerns about how to use Elijah in the sense of like. Using him as this vertical threat, um, Elijah can win vertically. But again, like Elijah's game is Antonio Brown ish, Christian Kirk ish, uh, where like yeah, I can win vertically, but where I where I do most of my damage is intermediate, short game, right. and let me you know let me do the rest. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's where, you know, that's what his game is. His game is similar. I think Waddle's a little more explosive. But I think it's similar to that. Like the Dolphins don't ask Waddle to run all these vertical, um, he, he'll do it, don't get me wrong. But like, they're, you know, I know you guys mentioned the are plays where like Joe Flacco is throwing like a cobra route on like the portion whatever to like Elijah Moore right. wasn't even winning, you know, winning in that situation throwing like a 50-50 jump ball instead of having them run something else. Um, but you know, again, like, they're very, they're always high on Elijah. Like they know Elijah, what Elijah can do. Um, so I, We we all know Michael is a smart guy. He'll make the adjustments as week goes on. So um, I have been impressed by what you guys have at the the receiver position. Like one of my mentors who used to write at the Sunset, and the a columnist. He called Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson borderline elite talents. Yeah, because the traits that they have is usually what makes receivers at their size elite. That elite quick, um, quick twitchiness to get in and out of their breaks and then make plays um, after the catch, the ball in their hands because of their overall speed. So, you know, you guys are in a really good position. Um, you guys have set it up to where, like, if Zach doesn't like, look good, it's not on everybody else. It's on him.
2: Right. Well, that's that's what i was going to say. It's like for the first time now with the young quarterback, there is nobody else to it, – it's on, not like Zach was, like, around making excuses, but the Joe Douglas arm from Sam Darnold, he's not going to create any what-ifs. You know, if Zach Wilson's the guy, he'll be the guy because he he's surrounded with – uh, a cacophony of talent I'll, although the the, ta- the tackle situation is is a little concerning but zach was able to, to get around it with his mobility i, I did want to ask you and because I, I want to get to kind of the schemes and then we'll do some predictions and stuff we'll, we'll get you out of here um i guess this kind of relates to the scheme why do you think that that as somebody who, who's seen the michael floor offense and then you're obviously a big dolphins fan and very similar offense between the two of them um why do you think they are trying to put garrett Wilson in the slot do you think the slot position is maybe just like a an easier position to learn. Do you think it, it means that he'll get the ball in his hands more? Do you think I that think,
1: I, yeah? I, I think that gives you easier matchups for a young player for sure. Like you, you know, you, you get Garrett Wilson in a slot, like how many safeties, slot corners, and linebackers can actually guard Garrett Wilson? It's not there. not, there's <laughs> not many number of corners that can. can really like guard guard him, you know what, yeah. what I'm saying? So, like that, you know, that that and again, like that just creates easier matchups for, you know, your weapons, you know, get them the ball space. The Dolphins, they use Waddle in the slot. I know you guys remember his 59-yard catch-and-run against um, the Ravens where he runs like that stick knob play where he takes, you know, um, out and up and he catches the ball. He turns that to a 59-yard gain on his touchdown against the Patriots where he's in the slot, catches that slant, takes it up the seam because, like, those guys can't cover (laughs) – those guys, most of the guys can't cover those, those those freak athletes so i think it's a little bit of that um, but in that scheme though they, they ask you know players to run every single spot um so that that's kind of that um it's funny like they do come through the same like system but they do run like like if you watch the jets offense and you watch the dolphins offense they're running basically they're running different they're attacking you in different ways how like um it feels like the Dolphins are trying to, at every moment, use their speed to their advantage. That's why they have some, granted, yeah. the Jets use a lot of motion too, but the Dolphins use O D motion, like it is crazy. And they mix a little bit of like Tua's RPO, I don't want to use what brilliance, but from everybody that I've heard, right. everybody talks about, like Tua's like a RPO master. So they mix some of that too, where, so like, it seems like they built their offense around Tua, where like the Jets have obviously built their offense Still, West Coast principles, but they still built their offense around right. Zach's abilities, right? I've noticed.
2: But, I noticed a lot more RPOs in the Jets' offenses.
0: Yeah, I was just too. gonna say that we got a lot more of that this week. So, so
1: that's hey, well <laughs> they're coming around. Hey, hey, so you know, like I think that, um, like obviously, the bases are similar, but I think that Dolphins boy, they are trying to stress yeah. your defense out tremendously with a, with that type of speed that they have. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I also think that, you know, um, you know, not to even like, you know, get off a tangent. Um, I'm really interested to see if Tua works out because I feel like Tool works out. That will buy so many quarterbacks time, yeah. right? Because like, if you have Tua workout, Hurts workout, so obviously we already had Josh Allen out. Now it's like, if that says Zach doesn't like, his go for 30, 30 touchdowns a year two or even 27 touchdowns a year two, it's like all right. Well, we've seen these quarterbacks. Now we have more than just the Josh Allen mold, which is so much of an anomaly. We still have other examples right. to lean on so we can still be patient. Um, so that was that. But back yeah. to, you know, to the scheme part.
2: you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was going to follow you on that tangent. but Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to follow you just because it's like, you know, even, Zach had a great fourth quarter against the Steelers. And – I'm ecstatic about that. And I think he saw legitimate growth from his, his yeah. rookie season. Like how much quieter his feet were. He looked just so much calmer, more confident, in control of the offense. Ball placement looked good. He was throwing a good ball all day. I know he, he missed a few throws, but like just in terms of these zip on the ball, the arm angles, like, I mean, he looks legitimately great. But he's not going to be perfect this year. He's going to have sure. another bad game. He's going to have more bad games. It's not, he's right. not a finished product or anything. So right. that exactly. fourth quarter win. Is exact. Go watch Josh Allen's second season. You know what Josh Allen's debut in his sophomore year was? It was the uh, it was the first game of Adam Gase's Jets ten year. Yeah. With Bell. And and it, Josh Allen had like five turnovers in that game, and so but then they they won it. They won it in the fourth quarter, and and so Josh Allen a lot of those games, those up and down games, and then he would get hot in the fourth quarter, or maybe he wouldn't. Um, but he those flashes got more consistent, and he won more games, and then they ended up making the playoffs that year. But he wasn't perfect that year. Like to the point where for Michael, like you weren't even that high on Josh Allen after that second. Year. Like a lot of people weren't. They're were like, no. a lot uh, of you.
1: there's a lot of resistance history with Josh Allen
2: now. Yeah, there was like, a big resistance. It wasn't until year three when then he put together yeah. like a few games and everybody's like, all right, this guy's amazing. So right. it's it's the same thing with two. It's the same with Zach. Like, yeah, these guys are don't get the, the amount of time that they need. Like Zach hasn't even played a full rookie season just game wise. Was he yeah. played like 14 games in the NFL? Yeah, 14. Yep. It's like that's he's a guy finished, just
0: yeah, he's finished reps.
2: like 13, maybe. Yeah, and then how yeah. many of those and how many of those games were with like legitimate NFL talent around him? Uh, half of them. That, 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 that Bills game at the end. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. The Bucks. We, uh, half uh, how of his many games did games. he have
0: with Carter, Moore, and Davis last year? Uh
1: probably
2: uh
0: three or four, right?
1: Probably at the first five games.
0: Um I know I, Moore missed I, the Titans game.
2: He missed
1: the Titans game, but he, I mean, he, yeah. he had, he had yeah. his
0: weapons, but yeah.
2: towards the end, towards like, the end, towards the end Braxton Berrios was number one. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, right, you're right about that. Um, But I, 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 I quickly want
0: to follow your yeah, point, Ben, about Allen's second year, because I think that's such an important part of that second year, because he did, you know, make a big leap, but he still wasn't quite there in terms of, you know, is he as consistent as we want him to be as productive, Like he wasn't quite there yet, but. The fact of the matter is he did win 10 games and get them to the playoffs and make all these you know, big comebacks and have these big moments. And that's kind of where he generated the momentum and the confidence that got him to take that real leap in the third year. So I think right. moments like this Steelers game are so huge because, yes, you do want to see him be more consistent. But on the way to getting there, just being able to win games and come up in big moments and have signature moments is so huge to get that confidence that's going to allow you to be as consistent as you need to be to get four-quarter production. So it's it's a journey to get there. It's not, uh, you know, Mahomes kind of leap always right. where you're just there right away. Sometimes right. there's a step-by-step, and these kind of games are key to get there.
2: Yeah, Zach will be in a good spot if he can get to the point where, like, the national media respects him, but, like, the PFF nerds still don't like him, and they're resisting. Like, if he's in that, uh, that ballpark where <laughs> Alan was – and his sophomore year, then we're in a good spot. Uh, who do you think it? Who do you think it benefits more, uh, the Jets or the Dolphins, considering how uh, familiar these coaching staffs are together? Obviously, the Jets are not as familiar with the Dolphins' defense, so that's a that's a clear advantage. And I want to talk about that Dolphins' defense and how it's changed with, with Flores leaving, um, but. You know, Solomon McDaniel have worked like this forever, and then the floor McDaniel—it's like the run game coordinator and the pass game coordinator under Shanahan. So these teams know each other well, even if it's the first time these two staffs have gone up against each other. Is it—is it a wash, or is it I guess only in favor of the Dolphins because they have the defense that they didn't overlap with? Or? Oh man, that's a
1: really good question. I hadn't even thought about that. Obviously, I've seen him talk about that. I would say that. Uh, wow, that's the first question I've gotten over a year that has me speechless. Um, (laughs) not been flexing, but, (laughs) uh, um, yeah, man. Damn. I think, uh, I would, I would lean towards wash. I would lean towards wash. Um, because it's still like their own thing. Right. Where like, um, yeah, Salah's defense was his defense. Um, but Jeff Wooberg still calls the plays, you know, he's, he's calling the plays. So he has his own spin on it. Right. Where Michael floor was, and, um, you know, offensive coordinator. When he was a pass game coordinator, he still had his own spin and his own thoughts. And Mike right. Mike McDaniel was his was the OC. He granted, like, he didn't really call plays like that. You know, with with uh, with San Fran, that was really more Kyle. But Mike McDaniel still had his own flavor that you know he helped Kyle with, and now he's his own play caller. So this is gonna be some some little things. So um, in terms of tendencies. I guess maybe you can lean towards the Dolphins in the sense because like Mike McDaniel has seen solid call plays and but then yeah
2: again, went he, up, a, went went up again in practice though but like yeah but it's still yeah,
1: yeah. so I, yeah so, so it's like it, it might be a wash in my it might be a wash in my opinion
2: because again you
1: also got to think about the personnel right like yeah that also plays a very very big factor because the way solid call defenses in San Fran he can't call it the way he calls it in New York because he doesn't have Buckley, he doesn't have that's true. You know,
2: you know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, hey, wow. hey, hey, hey! We got Quinn in. We got Carl. I got Quinn though. <laughs> I
1: got Quinn in. is playing at a very high level, but I don't have a Nick Bosa. Yeah, I think we can say that.
2: Carl, and, Carl's, wow. Carl's, good, but he, you're right. He has. He's not Nick Bosa right now. But hey, he's he, sometimes with a kid's injury. He's like, it could be middle of the year and he might. He still has two sacks. Like he's still getting tons of pressures. Like, yeah.
1: Gosh, I mean, he, he's not, uh, I, I look at, it. He's, he's not, not he's not Trey Henderson, but.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. He's throwing that type of shade. Okay. Uh I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, look, uh, Carl has been, Michael, what have you thought about Carl's first, first four games? Have you been, I mean, he has two sacks and a tons of, a tons of pressures, but like there is a sense of maybe being kind of underwhelmed. I think we're just kind of underwhelmed by the D-line. Carl well. is who he is though. Carl can get you pressures
1: and he'll get you a sack here and there. His, right. his game is to get you pressure. His game. Yeah, that, right. He's I'm never like, been a
3: big
2: yeah. finisher. His,
1: his game kind of allows, you know, other people to eat, right? Because, like, he's going to get pressure. So he's going to cause other people. To, so if he's coming on the edge and he's getting pressure, he's driving the offensive line back because his, his pass rush move, we kind of know what his pass rush move is. Um, so he's basically trying to, like, now I don't use only bull rush, but he's trying to win through power. Um, so when that's happening, okay, that quarterback can step up. Well, who's he stepping up into? He's stepping right. into Quinnen, so uh, Quinnen or into Rankins, you know, thing like that. So this little thing that Carl has a lot of value. Question is, do you guys bring? If he let's say finishes six acts, do you guys bring him back for fifteen million a year? That's that, that's a whole different discussion. But um, I mean, Carl's been good. Carl, Carl's been fine. Um, but back to your main point. Yeah. Um, the personnel is so much different. You know, like yeah, Mike McDaniel wasn't calling plays with a below-average-ish offensive line with, like, outstanding wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: Right, and then, like, Teddy Bridgewater is, like, a different – the offense is going to look odd. Teddy even said that this week where he was, like, he went into that Thursday night game and tried to beat Tua because the whole game plan is what they've been doing. Right. And I think that'll be very interesting to see. And part of the reason right. I may be worried about this game as a Jets fan is, like, all right, Teddy's going to have 10 days. McDaniel, uh, I, I like him. I I hate that he's a Dolphins coach. I like him. Uh, he's a smart guy and he's got 10 days to scheme with Teddy. Who's not a, he's no slouch. He's probably, probably the best backup in the league, right? I mean, at least one of the best, I I would say so. And so, you know, this game plan will probably be a little bit more in Teddy's ballpark of like, okay, let's go attack the jets underneath. And specifically let's just go attack CJ Mosley. You know, let's Mm -hmm. go attack this, 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 this linebacking core and coverage. (laughs) They don't have Quincy Williams. Quan has been great. Uh, and, and Mosley is still obviously the leader of this team and he, he's, he's good in run rundowns. It does seem like he's maybe lost a step a little bit. Um, but it's again, it's early to say that those type of things, and he's still a good player, but I think that Teddy Bridgewater, and Mike McDaniel are going to pick on CJ Mosley. So how do you see, uh, how do you see, let's start with the dolphins offensively and defensively. How do you see them trying to attack the jets? And then we'll, we'll turn it and talk about how the jets might be able to attack some of the dolphins weaknesses.
1: I think yeah it's gonna be some of that uh underneath stuff that you that, that you mentioned. And
2: right now I'm trying to pull up true media. I forgot the login though. I am uh, I'm, I'm great at stalling for Michael when he looks at stats. I can <laughs> install for you. You know, so
1: I think um because I was talking to Daniel Fussier who's the um, who is the the Miami Herald's um, dolphin reporter and he was mentioning to me how like the Jets run a lot of quarters. So I think it'll be a situation where um, you know, underneath, underneath, underneath. Now to try to go over the top, get um, Tyree Hill or Jalen Waddle matched up on um, Joyner or Whitehead and try to take, you know, take that shot over the top. I mean, we saw the Steelers try that with Claypool. Um, obviously, I think I think Jordan made a phenomenal play and Whitehead came, and made, you know, came through with the interception. Uh, I don't even blame Claypool for too much of that, to be honest. I mean, yeah, he could have made the play, but like sometimes defensive players, they make good plays, so I think it's gonna be like again, it's like trying to get that ground game going, so, so their play-action game can really eat. Cause that's what they really wanna. That's what they really wanna get you out is being able to um, to be able to um, play off, play off of play-action. Like I know we talk a lot about that. A lot of teams, you know, want to do that, but like not nah, legit. Like Jets are like that. Dolphins are like that. Like if they can get their ground game going, Patriots are like that. They get their ground game going play action, because they all want to make everything mirror each other. Um, you know, when you're under center, be able to run the stretch, thing, stretch plays, inside zone, power, bootlegs, play action, make it all look the same, but still be able to be extremely effective, keeping defense off balance. So I think there's going to be a lot of underneath stuff, and then eventually so we can take those over-the-top shots um, to a Tyree Hill, to Jalen Waddle, so, does, does,
2: does, does, uh, does Teddy Bridgewater have the arm to hit him? Because I do. I, if, if two is playing, the Jets are coming out in tons of quarters coverage and they're going to basically say, like, let's just limit the explosives. They're going to get yards. We'll tighten up in the red zone. Exactly what you were saying earlier. Um, but with Teddy, I do wonder if they say, you know what? We've got a great corner room and we trust our corners. We, these receivers are playing injured. Let's play underneath. Let's Let's make Teddy beat us deep. Do you think there's a chance the Jets do that? And are you confident Teddy can? beat him deep, especially with the type of receivers he has. I mean, he doesn't have to, he's got to get it in their, their zip code and he, you know, it's going to make a play.
1: You know, Teddy has the longest air yard completion of the year at 61. Like that, that, that. I didn't starter, know. That. I didn't uh, that
2: was That was in the air for 61 yards. And how many seconds? <laughs> That's a really good question.
1: I think i that's a really good point not to go off on another tangent but it's a podcast so
2: we're gonna do tangents that's yeah, a really
1: go yeah, oh i'm I,
2: only being conscious of the time because i know you're a busy man but we can be oh no nah, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: i'm chilling man i'm chilling i probably i might take me a nap uh oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm not nearly as busy um at ESPN as i was. I used to be at the daily news but that's because they i to write as much but <laughs> i think the mouth like, like how long it's in the air means a lot too like yeah. Like, yeah, most quarterbacks can throw six yards. Is okay. How long does it sit in the air for 60 yards? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that's kind of what makes Zach Wilson's well, arms kind of pretty good because he can yeah. zip it through along exactly. with it, you know, the distance along with the ball velocity.
2: Exactly. And I've actually seen that from Tua too, where it's like, I know he doesn't, I know he gets people shit on his arm talent a lot, but he does he throws a ball. He, the zip that he puts in the ball is great. So he's able yeah. to get it there fast. Distance. What what annoys me
1: with Tua is when like it's like okay, boom, I see you just fit it in there. It's when he gets lazy and it just flicks it like, dude, you have to load up to do all these things. I get it, like you, you know, like you 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 are who you are. You can make some of these throws, but you have to mechanically be
2: sound to make these throws. You just can't that's something Zach
0: can learn too. Yeah, that wheel that wheel route last week.
2: Yeah, that wheel route to Brees, where he if he just said his. Uh, feet ninety-yard TD, and said he tries to flick it and it's behind him and incomplete.
1: Right, you know, young quarterbacks, you know, they're still learning. Unfortunately, we would all like to put them to be good off rip, but unfortunately, they're not. But yeah, man, I mean, listen, it'd be great if Zach can be good because then now you have four teams with quarterbacks that they all believe in, and now we can just focus on actual football stuff, like you know, like oh is your team good not you know like do we have a quarterback because like you guys know that shit sucks
0: (laughs) no i i I totally feel that i mean and like we're kind of getting closer to that because it feels like every year is just like evaluation evaluation it's not just like let's win this football game it's like how's our young how are the young players doing how's the quarterback doing but we're sort of inching closer to let's just win this football game like let's talk about the o-line and the d-line and uh, schemes matchups like it's week let's, five let's just talking, go out there and play like like yeah like you're about to say this is week five and we're talking about matchups we're talking about you know stakes in the AFC East and it's not not something we're familiar with and, and that's what makes football fun so when your quarterback gets to that point and you could be confident in him it just allows you to focus on the bigger picture a lot more
1: aren't you guys excited you guys gonna finish end of the Patriots in the division
0: I oh, just just being there right now is is fun. Oh, if we In can, week, if, oh, week uh, five, do you know how
2: glorious it would be if if all three of these teams just got to beat up on the Pats for the next few seasons and just got to watch Boston? Spurs. That's one
0: thing Bills, Jets, and Dolphins fans can unite on is beating oh, up on the Patriots without,
2: without question. Yeah, I don't like
0: really question. honestly.
2: I, I mean, look, I mean, Dolphins fans are getting a little cocky. I'm sure they, they would feel the same way about Jets fans. Bills fans have gotten cer- certainly cocky the last few years. There seems to also be like 10 times more Bills fans than I used to remember, but I guess that's how it works. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, either fan base and teams, I don't really feel like – I know the, there are older Jets fans who definitely hate the Dolphins more than any other team, but I think I'm definitely part of the generation that hates the Patriots more than any other team. So, the Dolphins and Bills, like, I don't like them. Big game. I mean, I'm going to be loud as hell on Sunday. It's going to be crazy, but mm-hmm. it's different for the Patriots for me, at least. It's just like, I don't care about Miami sports fans. Like I care about Boston. I'm cheering against the Celtics in the finals because I don't like Patriots fans, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't work that way uh, with the heat. Um, how do you feel about the, uh, the how the defense will try to attack the Jets offense? You know, what, what LeFleur tries to do mm-hmm. and what Zach kind of struggles with?
1: I think, I mean, the Dolphins for sure are going to try to, um, Takes what they some of what they did last year in second half, where they're gonna try to make Zach uncomfortable in the pocket by sending by sending extra. Like I guess the Bengals they didn't blitz nearly as much. Like they blitz, they blitz here and there because obviously we've all seen that the Bengals they want that big play, but if you make them have to you know march up and down the field, they're not. But basically make a mistake because that's not what they really want to do. They want to get those explosive players with T Higgins and Chase, and obviously they're able to you know, get it eventually This a Dolphins after and tell me how it got hurt and, you know, or, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I think here, they are probably trying to hit up Zach, um, make him more comfortable because we all know he hasn't proven yet that he can play under pressure yet. Like, he can play clutch football. We've seen that multiple times. We've seen that Patriots game. We've seen that Titans game. We've seen that even the Texans game. We know he can play clutch brand of football, um, but under pressure, that's something that we still got to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, because a lot of, you know, most quarterbacks, I don't want to say can't. Um, but that's one thing that Zach is still working with is being able to play when the pockets muddy, and you still gotta find those passing lanes and find that arm angle They still get the ball out on time and accurately things like that. So I think um that's how they'll for sure approach them. But I think a lot of dolphins better not um be just leaving their corners one-on-one with Garrett Wilson and and, and Elijah Moore. No, sir. And, no, uh, hey, Corey, that, that that'd be kind of stupid. If you got away with it last year because it was freaking Denzel, limbs and Edmonton, <laughs> King and Cole yep. and Braxton Barrett, Jeff Smith. There. Yeah, like, you you get away with then. Uh, I don't know if you can get away with it this time. No, Sirree, yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, and, and even uh, Corey,
2: it, it, like he's lost some, he's lost some weight, and he, he looks shiftier. Like he's 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 better in man against man coverage this year. It's actually, it's quick
0: lovely. Ben, I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about that so much in the off season. Like, is this going to help him? And especially this Pittsburgh game, I think we're definitely seeing it. Some of the routes yeah. that he was winning on, you know, just the separation he was creating, and guys with inside leverage, he's being able to sell outside and cross their face and get in right. for clutch catches in the fourth quarter. We're definitely seeing that make an impact for him.
2: Yeah. So he's he even he can win it against man. That's the big difference is the Jets actually have guys who can beat man coverage. Because right. it's like I mean the Dolphins love to play a lot of man coverage. They're gonna put love um, it. they're gonna put how how much has the defense changed from Flores? Is it really at all or is it pretty much just I know Boyer uh, stayed, because but, uh
1: Boyer stayed, so yeah, basically still running a okay type of scheme. It's just that Boyer it has more autonomy on the game plan versus right. last year where like he still kind of had to check it, you know, clear it with, with Flores. So I think that's been the biggest difference for sure. I'm trying to see if I can find
2: like, um, the, the coverage uh, numbers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I got my true
1: media, up, uh, but I know I could, okay, here he is. Uh, there is versus zone that next Gen stats has. So let me see what the Dolphins look like in that which... coverage.
2: Yeah. I think, I think that's the, uh, that, for the Jets, their biggest uh, sich- oh, oh, what? Go ahead. The man coverage,
1: they're giving up the highest passing rate in the NFL. Dolphins are? Yep, yep. 107. One, it's 120, time 120 for seconds. Garrett
0: to cook. Garrett and Elijah are cooking. <laughs> to be, to be fair, they've uh, Go ahead.
1: Seven touchdowns, completion percent of 62, 578 yards. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, um, <laughs> they played touchdown. some good quarterbacks. That's also true. That's why I said that this game might come down to that. Like can 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 you guys, you know keep keep up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think I think it was, that's why a lot of that's gonna come down to. Um wow, it's a lot. God, golly. <laughs> that's a lot
2: of yards. DJ's DJ's gonna need a minute. He's gotta he's gotta read oh. through these stats for a second. God. No, I think I think that that uh I like that Zach has at least faced this defense before. Is this the first time that he's faced an opponent it's twice? The first time he's
1: faced it with uh, – oh, you're talking about like – Well, because he, well, he,
2: he played Boyer in December, and he actually – they had a nice drive to open up that game, and he did some good things. But, I mean, McDermott got killed, and he ultimately didn't have like an amazing game. That, that Dolphins game in December, Michael, I, I thought that it was kind of like – I don't know. It was a mixed bag of a game. But he didn't play like horrifically. But is this the first time that he's played the, the same – if he uh, stays the full game, it will be
0: because he did have the second Pats game. He just went out quick. Oh,
2: that's that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. Good point. Good memory right there. Um. How do you feel? Okay. So from the Jets perspective, obviously you know a lot about the Dolphins and where their weaknesses are. And I know I know you're not trying to give away the, the trade secrets here. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I, I don't know if, if Coach is listening, but Coach Sala, we got our insider right here. How should the Jets? How should the Jets attack the Dolphins? Where are they weak? Give it. Give us the keys right now. Uh, we'll start we'll start with the Dolphins. Well, we'll start with the Dolphins defense. Um I just gave you just
1: can't get that man. Deep.
2: Well, no, I know. so are you saying that Zach, So should Zach just be you know yeah, trying yeah. to hit him deep and take advantage yeah, of yeah. Oh,
1: oh, okay, okay, okay. Um hmm. Hmm. I would say that since the since the Dolphins use I mean use a lot of man coverage, I think they they've had the most attempts and they've had uh obstacles yards, yada yada. yada. I think, you know, the Jets got to. I know they use a lot of motion. So that also makes it easier for Zach. Because motion, one thing motion does is cause everybody to communicate and it kind of declares where they is in. That's why I, like, I find it so perplexing that Pep Hamilton with a young quarterback doesn't use much motion. It's no, like, it's crazy. Bro, you have Davis Mills, no, not Justin Herbert or Andrew Luck. Like, every you, team, you, every team should just have
2: motion every play.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. I get it. If it's like third and like a million, like, you can't. But like, come on, like help Davis Mills out a little bit. I, I get it, Davis Mills is a bit, but whatever. Um, so I think, you know, you you're using that motion to create those favorable matchups, um, to get guys into space, because if you win, now you got to yak. it's what happened with, um, what's, his, what's his name? Sean Bateman On a 75-yard touchdown, maybe Xavier Howard. I think they, they, um, they motioned, I think they started off on a stack and then they motioned, the bottom the off receiver they motion across the field. And that caused, you know, dude to follow in the now. Xavier like Howard was off, had to now going to press, changing the, t- you know, I, I don't know if he was playing off man or whatever, but now he was locked up. Boom. He won that matchup off the line, touchdown. You know what I'm saying? It's like little yeah. things like that. Or like T. Higgins. Or he catches his touchdown. Damn, Xavier Howard. Oh, Xavier Howard, he gets beat um, for a touchdown. You know, nothing but green grass. Or like with Tyler Boyd. I ain't gonna lie, dude. that play that the Bengals ran, where they rolled right and then like they threw backside to Tyler Boyd on like that post route, because um, it was clear that uh, Holland, they were kind of like doubling Hollins, they're bracketing um no, they're bracketing Boyd. Um, it's just that when they rolled right, they knew that what's say name? Uh, Hollins was gonna be over the top, and he was kind of sh- shading left because Burrow is on the right, and then since Tyler Boyd already his man, when he went right and, Howard, you know, the shading, boom, he cut left. So basically like a corner post Boyd is wide open. and almost gets him to the touchdown, but it's like things like that where you're going to have the opportunities to win down the field in an immediate game. You just have to sometimes want those big plays, scheme it up and, and create those isolation matches and say, my guy's better than your guy. Let's go win. And you'll get those explosive plays. Because all the defense can be had. Like, you know, they, they can be had. So um, that's what I would say, in, in all honesty, is to um, to do that. Uh, Michael Ford, if you're listening, um, if this works, hire me. If not, hire me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you had a, you had a whole year in that building. You could have made you, – you, I mean, you're still in an NFL building. You make some connections, DJ you yeah. see you on, so, on the sideline in, like, 15 years? Nah, no shot.
1: I, I wouldn't mind working with an NFL team but I was, like, in the front office. Right. So capacity. Like hey, hey, somebody that
2: takes you out of the Jets this offseason, you, you honestly kind of deserve it. Shit, you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind doing that. But coaching, like, if I were to coach, I'd probably want to be, like, how to pick, probably, be, you know, be, like, a plate designer or something. Right. That seems stressful but fun, but –
2: Coaching, that seems kind of... Yeah, definitely seems more I fun. mean, hey, I
0: think Woody Johnson pays attention to us because we put the white jersey, black pants combination not, into the rotation because from of what I've us tweeting it last year.
1: From what I've heard, Woody pays attention to Twitter. From what I've heard, like... He definitely does. A lot of attention to Twitter. Like, a lot. Like, I'll I tell you, you know, guys, more when we stop recording, Okay, like, he pays a lot of attention. I can't, <laughs> I can't say this on here but
2: yeah I get it yeah I think uh I you know I'll give I'll give I'll give uh Woody some credit because I think when he came back um you know after he, he served as the UK ambassador like I think he's put a real emphasis on trying to establish a better relationship with the fans now look that might all hit the fan and shit might hit the fan in a few years and that might not no pun intended and that might not end up working um but i think the last at least the last year like i think you've seen a real effort to try to interact and like look some of like woody johnson on tiktok can be kind of cringe but like i at least like that he's like you know he seems happy to be enjoying the jets fans and like trying to be involved and uh, there's, there's a lot of bad owners in sports and i think uh new york fans like and look like johnson made their mistakes plenty of mistakes but like i actually think that uh i don't know I don't actually hate the Jets ownership as as much as other Jets fans do, but uh, regardless. All right, a few more things for you, DJ. Well, okay, we had two more things, but I forgot. I did want to ask you uh, how the Jets' uh, defense should attack the Dolphins' offense. With Teddy under center, we kind of touched on it a little bit where I was like, you know, should they try to play underneath and make Teddy beat them deep? Um, But especially when you look at that offensive line, the Jets' defensive line starting to cook up a little bit. They got it going a little bit the second half of the Bengals game, but definitely in the Steelers' game, they were really – uh, on point talking about a kind of a below average Dolphins offensive line. I mean, how are you feeling this Jets defense uh, should attack them? Just stick in their four man rush and, and hope they win and, and play the sticks. Like, how do you think they should try to exploit with, the Dolphins miss without Tua?
1: I think they should play them the way that they were playing the Bengals. You know, trying to keep everything in front. Obviously you've got to, you've got to make tackles. Because I, I, I like a lot of that game just came down to, you um, big plays just being exploited. Like, obviously, you know, T. Higgins, 45-yard catch down the sideline. Um, that's a big play, obviously. Tyler Boyd's, you know, 57-yard touchdown play. And I think... Uh, Came
2: but, out of blitz. You know, so like I
1: think that that game plan they had for that, similar, because, again, like, both teams have a very pro have prolific weapons. So... You want to try to make them march the one from the field. Obviously, the Jets weren't able to effectively do that well enough. But if I had a bigger approach, I would probably say that approach because both teams have very prolific uh, weapons along with the low average offensive lines. So it's like, all right, you know, we got to let our front four get there, have people in cover, like have seven in coverage, whether we're going three, we're going quarters, we're going. Or, uh, quarter, quarter, half, whatever that is. Um, and then, because it's tough, though, because you don't know Teddy's tendencies in this offense because, again, they you haven't seen, it. seen him much. So that's where things can get a little, a little murky. I am sure lean towards the Bengals' gameplay. Outside of, you know, obviously you got to make your tackles. It is what it is. But that's what I would lean toward because they have a decided advantage with, um, um, the Jets' line versus online O line, and that would also move move Quinn um, I would run stunts with Quinn, where like he like you'll have um this boy with Sheldon or Solomon Thomas, where he'll you know obviously um, you know stunt inside, and then Quinn can loop around so he can get that one on one matchup with Connor Williams or maybe he's a few Connor Williams, or you know maybe get lined up or put him you know over Robert Hunt and do things like that, or you have, you could do like a, a stunt twist with, you know, you can have somebody come down in the five-tech, like a linebacker and make the team like a little blitz. And then now you can have Carl um, stunt inside and you have pointed and loop around. So now you're really messing with Eichenberg. And then, um, you know, little things like that, you know, you want to get creative. But the Jets, you know, their staff, they know that. They haven't,
2: they haven't been as creative with the, with the stunts. Mm-hmm. And stuff. It seems like a lot of times it's just four man rush get up field. Right. Um, yes, I'd like exactly. to see more more creative. Brennan did get a sack last week off his stunt. But that's or a loss true. They, and that's true. for him. Yeah, sorry, that's true. They were better last week for sure. In terms of like, uh, like that
1: line, that line in Pittsburgh is is, is 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 bad for
2: sure. Dog water for sure. I, I think <laughs> that that's the uh, that's the big question here for the Jets. Is this is look the Dolphins are going to come into this game with their backup quarterback. I think uh, as Jets fans have been told by plenty of other fan bases the last few years, it's like, well, tough shit. Everybody has injuries. And we had three games with Flacco. The Jets are down, to their, fifth, they're down to their fifth and sixth string offensive tackles. So, you know, I don't want to hear it, Dolphins fans. This is a relatively a, a fair matchup. I understand you guys don't have your starting quarterback. That's fair. Hopefully we get that uh, week 18. It's going to be a while till we see the Dolphins again. I'm sure we'll have you back in the pod, DJ. It'll be fun. Maybe we'll be talking about, uh, maybe that's a win or win game. Maybe that's uh, fighting for a playoff spot. Who knows?
1: I do think you guys will be in my playoff. I think you guys will be in the playoff uh, playoff hunt because I don't. I think that um, the Colts aren't good. No, obviously.
2: Dolphins. Are Cause, cause the Colts have,
1: Colts have issues that can't be fixed.
2: No, the O line is bad. Yeah.
1: So like, and they have a very immobile quarterback. So like, that's going to be what it is for the rest of the year. So they have a very specific way of winning. I think that the Chargers are not a good team. I think that. They have talent, but they don't have the coaching based on, you know, I mean, I talk to people, I, I talk to people actually on that team that actually don't believe. In, Interesting. You know, All right. They, um, but, um, and obviously they have injuries. You know, they, they lost Slater. Obviously, most of them will be back, but we'll see when. Um, you know, they just have a really talented, phenomenal quarterback. Uh, but he's hurt too. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, they might still be in that same nine-win range like they were last year. Obviously, the Broncos are what they are. The Raiders, they're going to play the Mahomes this week, and they're going to lose, so they're going to for So I think that the AFC that we per- thought was, like, this gauntlet nah, – no, it's not this gauntlet. It's still, two, it's still a two-team race to get to the Super Bowl. Right. Bills and Chiefs. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah, you got the Ravens and you got the Bengals, maybe, but, like – you know, I think, I think the loser, the Ravens, and the Bengals will make the playoffs. And now you have two other spots. So I, think, I can easily see it being Dolphins and Jets or Jets and, like, I don't know, like, Chargers or whatever or Dolphins and Chargers. So I think right. the, the, the Jets will be in the hunt because all you guys got to do
2: like right now. And also that the Browns win is—I don't want to get too ahead of myself—but that Browns win that's have is
0: huge.
2: Yeah, that's that, going to come into play. That will I, hopefully that comes into play. But that—that's a team that'll be kind of around that. Hopefully around that same line, and then Watson will come back, so he'll get a big a bit of a push. But if if the Jets can just tie with them, they'll beat them. So. And also on uh, that note, that will,
0: how about that Jacksonville game? I don't know potential stakes. Near the end of the season. Oh,
2: it's gonna be a lot. It's going to be a lot of oh, that's days. true. That's that's the weird thing is the beginning of the schedule, as Michael's pointed out, the beginning of the schedule got a lot easier when we look at it now because like the Broncos aren't as tough, even the Packers aren't as tough. Um, the back half got a lot harder. But the back, yeah, like the yeah, Jaguars, yeah. the Lions, even the Seahawks, like those teams are are tough. They're scrappy teams. Um, uh, all right, we have two. We had two more things planned. We do this. We do this segment on all the preview podcasts, and this is probably gonna be the most unbiased and fair version of it we do it's called where the jets are better and we're going to go through each position briefly we're not going to spend you say where the jets are what where the jets are better so we're going to go through each position we're going to go qb who's better jets or dolphins for this game so so we're doing teddy versus zach right, right, we'll, right, we'll, right. Go, we'll do like qb running back we'll split up the offensive line and defensive line it's like tackle interior whatever um and as i said yeah like we've tried to be fair but i'm sure we've had some listeners who are like I mean, i don't know how many non-jets fan listeners we have but like Sometimes it's like all right, Jets again, and then the Jets again. It's like all right, maybe we got to be a little bit more balanced here. But I think
0: right. we do a good job. Yeah, we we try to adjust it yeah. down
2: a little bit. Yeah, we try to try to be kind of more negative. All right, QB. This one's actually really hard because I it's kind of this one's, this one's easy for me. Teddy right now is a better
0: quarterback. Then. Yeah, I, I think oh, we're yeah. being fair. You have to give it to Teddy until Zach proves it.
2: The fourth quarter because he's all probably right.
0: like an average starting quarterback.
2: That's true. The only note here, and and I guess you could make this note for any position, but especially here, it's like Zach certainly has the higher ceiling and could very well, you know, blow Teddy out of the water on Sunday. But I agree that Teddy's been much more consistent. I think you're going to see a much better Teddy than we saw on Thursday. And I'm actually really worried about how McDaniel will adjust it. I think you're going to see a different Dolphins offense, like a very different Dolphins offense on Sunday. And I think the Jets adjustments are going to have to be huge because it's it's not going to look the same I, I when they signed teddy i was like that's actually a perfect because i was thinking of like what what i thought the jet the LaFleur mcdaniel offense would look like i was like oh teddy's a perfect qb for that system like you saw the mike white game just a guy who can find the spots in the zone you know like make those right. decisions quick manage the game you know trust your defense and i think that's what the dolphins are going to try to do so jets better be ready all right running back I, this is jets for me pretty awesome. yes question yeah yeah all right, receiver. Oh, you have to go to Dolphins. That's yeah. Really, uh, it's not really a, an argument. Tight end.
3: Shh. I mean, I'm
1: Gasecki go- uh, kind I'm of taking the back seat this year. I'm probably gonna push because like, um, Tyler Conkley is a much better blocker than Mike Gasecki. Yeah. Obviously, because is a better receiver, but like, they, they both kind of offset each other.
2: But I think Conklin is closer in receiving to Gasecki than Gasecki yeah. is in the block. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and also Uzama, Uzama hasn't done too much, and he actually did miss a few blocks against uh, Pittsburgh, but he's not a comp- he's not a bum at, at blocking or receiving, and so he's at least added, you right. know, he, when he's on the field, the defense can't just ignore him. It's not like that's Ryan Griffin out there. Like, it's CJ Uzama, like, you have to guard him. And then, you know, I don't, and then they got Rucker, so I think this Jets' room is def- tight end room is definitely much better. The Dolphins, when they, uh, this offseason, they'll upgrade that tight end spot and bring in more blockers and stuff when they can bring in, and then that offense is gonna be even scarier when McDaniel connects right. like some of the uh the the Kittle and use check stuff. Right. Um but I think for right now I'm gonna go I would say tight end for the Jets.
0: Um Michael, what did you say? Um, um I'm gonna go Jets. I just think having Uzama as the number two kind of gives him the depth advantage. All right.
2: Uh, tackle.
0: Also, quick quick question okay. for you, DJ, about Kosicki. I know well, there's some concern. Has, wait, wait,
1: wait. Uzama has one catch for five yards. Yeah, yeah,
2: way. yeah. No, no. He hasn't, done, he hasn't done much receiving at all. But he's at least – he's on the field a little bit more. And he was injured for one game too. Guys, so.
1: he has one catch for five yards when we're in five. Games. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: so, so like, you know. Um, I haven't targeted him that much. But he, he really just comes into block. But he did miss a few. They're setting up – and I pointed this out to Michael. They're, they're Look out for the shovel pass to Uzama. They ran the same play twice, and Brees Hall. Uh, you can see it on the the first touchdown drive, and then the uh, the first one in the fourth quarter they had, where they ran that like Brees Hall play where Carter's the lead blocker, and then Davis comes in and blocks too. But if you watch it, like Zach, they're setting up to like play fake that and then flip it inside to Zama, like on the goal line. You see the Chiefs do that a lot, so keep an eye out for a CJ Zama touchdown in the next few weeks. Yeah,
0: um, I was going to say quickly though, how is Kasicki kind of fitting in that offense? I know his targets are down and. There's concern about can he block well enough for the system? So how's that going?
1: It's a uh, – it's still an adjustment. It's so funny, his his tight end. I think it was tight end coach or yeah, I think it was tight end coach, might have been tight end coach or OC. One of them were like, someone asked that why, you know, because I think Mike is had like 180 yards receiving on the year. And then he says that uh, the, the, the coach says at the podium, no less. George Kittle texted me at 3 a.m. showing me a video of him putting a DB on his ass. That's what we want at, a, at the tight end position. We're not here to, like, it's not about the receiving yard. It's about the, the what can you do in a run game, then the pass game. So, I am, you know, it was always from a scheme fit, a questionable fit because Mike and Section like, cannot block. He just can't. Don't know why. So it's very will we'll, we'll see what Mike McDaniels can do. I will say this though, the Dolphins got to air it out. They do need the out there. It helps to have him because I know y'all saw in that third and whatever, that third and 13 or whatever it was against the Ravens, but he just threw, it, just threw it to the back of the end zone. Yep. yep. For a touchdown.
2: Oh, because dead. that's, I'm, I'm, you're kind of talking me back over to, to push DJ because you're right. I think in Conflict terms...
0: makes a bigger impact though, because you know, he, he does. He's... He plays a lot of snaps. He gets he's a huge security blanket.
2: The only the only reason I'm kind of now I'm kind of backped a little bit because to DJ's point, who are you more scared of fourth and five at the goal line? Right. You oh, know, without like, question. Like about it's Gaseki. Like that's a legit. Right, like Conklin sure. is it like Gasecki could be like a legitimate game changer, but Con- Conklin's definitely Conklin's over. We can we call us a push. Fair there's fair there's fair enough
0: fair indecision fair. here. I think we'll, we'll call it a push, push then. All right,
2: we'll go push yeah. then um but hey you know i think uh jets have a nice room there but um all right tackle is, is armstead playing he hasn't practiced yes, all week yes. he hasn't practiced he's all playing. week he's playing he hasn't he hasn't practiced since week one he hasn't practiced since since training like, so they don't like, practice <laughs> all right, he, then, he, he, he doesn't practice anymore all right then, then dwayne brown has no excuses for uh i think he, it looks like yeah, like, like looks like when guys are old
1: game. like that like they just you know all right i'm gonna just show up on game
2: day i guess that's true okay I saw in the injury report he was, he was DMP, and it's like when you're DMP on Friday. He hasn't practiced. Okay. He hasn't practiced in the action forever. See, that's that's why it's nice to have somebody on who can represent the other side of things because yeah. that's just the type of thing I, I wouldn't have – didn't realize that. All right, well, that's good to hear, I guess. But with that said, Teron Armstead, and that tackles group for the Dolphins. I think the Jets are getting Dwayne Brown back because so that's a big – it's a big note. And then I. Yeah, but back,
1: Brown, back first game since last year. Come and
2: on. you're right. And, um, and AVT, AB, AVT last week. I don't know if you saw. He played yeah, left tackle. I, he balled out. He played left tackle.
1: He held it down.
2: He held it down. Um, and then I think he's going to probably play right tackle this week. So that's, that's another adjustment. Something we have He could, they could put him back. Play, right tackle this week? Uh, we don't know. it, But the fact that they played him left tackle, it's like your best five. They want, I think they're going to play their best five. And Herbig is a part of their best five. So I think they'll play AVT at right tackle. But it, it could be one of those things where AVT only really got – only started to work at left tackle as an emergency. He said that that had been kind of in the works for a few weeks. And so he hasn't had enough reps at right tackle maybe. It's possible that they just put AVT back at right guard and then we're stuck with like McDermott or Rammers or he at right tackle. But my gut is telling me AVT is going to play right tackle, Brown plays left tackle, and they're putting Herbig at, at right guard. Michael, what do you think the, the Jets do? Not to get on a sidetrack, but –
0: Ah, I just think we haven't really heard enough of Remmers or he kind of getting reps over there to think that they're going to play. And I think Dwayne Brown has to play left tackle. So kind of feel like we're going to be stuck with McDermott, but hopefully not. Oh, so you, oh, you
2: don't think AVT will play right tackle?
0: Yeah, I think he'll go to back to right guard and McDermott will start over there. That, that's just kind of what I think the signals are saying. All right, well,
2: we'll see. That's some indecision there. I, I think uh, it's certainly possible, but if they want to get their best five, the only reason they wouldn't do that is that they just don't feel that AVT. If,
0: if AVT starts a right tackle and has another good game, they just got to put him in the all-pro team right now. <laughs> he, like, I think I That's, that's got to be unprecedented.
2: He played right tackle at USC for a little bit, didn't he? Yes. Uh, we're getting we're getting off on it. A, 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 I don't want to keep – He just got a nap to get to. Okay, sorry, interior yeah. offensive line, Jets or Dolphins. Uh, Jets okay. I would say, well, well, uh, the, well way, the way well, Tomlinson's well, playing, playing, I don't know. It
1: depends where everybody's playing, though. Let's just go push
2: for the sake of push, style. but who in the Dolphins is uh, the Jet? Uh, look, Lakin hasn't been amazing because, because he's think, been uh, very uh,
0: bad. Let's, let's be honest.
2: Connor
1: William, Colin Williams and Robert Hunt are are are, are, are respectable, and just yeah. like Governor's respectable. what you said, and bring's bad. You guys said, uh, Tomlinson's been bad, so there you yep. have it. so.
2: So I say push. All right.
1: So d-
0: if ABT is in there, it's a Jets advantage, I think. So wait, so what do we say? We just don't know.
2: What do we say for tackle? DJ, what do you say for tackle again? You give it? Uh,
1: It depends, though, because you guys, it depends where ABT is. Okay. Let's, let's right. do so this. If ABT is at tackle, then I'm still giving Dolphins the edge because Armstead is phenomenal. Yeah. Right.
2: Like, and then and then you'd give them the edge at interior offensive line because ABT is not. I there. would just say push regardless. Okay. But
1: let's- I will say about Nate. Nate. Somebody in the Phillies building that is that that to totally in that Philly building. I remember texting him one time over the summer. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, like he was saying like they're all line D lines, really good. That's are some of the best in the league." I'm like, yeah, I mean, like you guys were able to cut, you know, they Like, they could probably, you know, might be able to start for the Jets because you know, it was so much just had it had so much depth. Yeah, and how much time they had, like they couldn't even keep everybody. And he was like, "He might. Oh, I hope he doesn't. Uh, that wouldn't be good for y'all." So, as we said.
2: So. How did you
0: how did you feel Herbig played, Michael? He was respectable in that first game, I thought. Yeah. And, and that, I don't totally disagree with that statement. I don't think he's the best backup guard in the world. But first game, I think it was all right.
2: And and playing next to McDermott and, and Mitchell, who didn't play that well in this game before his injury either. So, like, a struggling Mitchell and McDermott and McGovern next to him, who, by the way, like, I'm all aboard the Connor McGovern hate train. So anybody who wants to hop on, I just think that guy is, well, I, I look, isn't he a Jets X-Factor subscriber? Maybe
0: he bought one of our t-shirts. Okay. Yeah, so the,
2: okay, Well, okay. That's two years ago. Connor McGovern. I just feel like I, wa- I was rewatching the all 22 last night of the Steelers game. And it's just like, how many all right, times he was in my... bad in
0: this game. I will give you that.
2: How many times in the run game, guy... he was
0: very, very bad. In this it game.
2: just, it's just whiffing on blocks and ended up on his butt and not picking up stunts. And it's just like, all right, he got, you know, he's not the worst center in the world, but it's just like, the Jets can do better there, so I hope they upgrade that spot. All right, so we're, I'm getting off on the tangent here. I guess the offensive line was a bit of a bit can of. A we do wash. whole
0: offensive line as a unit.
2: You know, we spent too much in the O line. I would <laughs> let's just go D line. Let's just switch here. All right, defensive line. I think I think this one goes to the Jets. Uh, but, right. All right, Linebacking, yeah. though, I would probably go with the Dolphins. Um, uh, I, wash. I think, yeah. I, no, like, wash. Just, wash, okay. <coughs>
1: Jermaine uh, Baker. And you know, uh, Robert Robertson, not Robertson, but Roberts, and uh, whoever. Now nah, it's a wash, bro. It's a wash. all
2: right. And then, and if anything, I would lean
1: towards Jazz because
2: of CJ, like it's a wash, yeah. CJ in the run game, Quan, Quan has been Quan, unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe they got him off the scrap heap. I mean, Quan has been unbelievable. And I was even texting Michael last night that I, I wonder when Quincy comes back in those nickel packages. You, I almost kind of want to see. Quan and Quincy as the pass coverage linebackers, and have DJ is more of like the first and second down guy. But that's that's a question for Quincy when Quincy returns. Uh, all right, uh, corners. I believe Jets right, right now. now clearly. Yeah, I believe Jets. Yeah, there we
0: sure. go. There Jets. we go. all, right. um, yeah, that's it's all the good. numbers. The numbers don't lie.
1: Even though the Dolphins' uh, other corner, yeah, I the undrafted guy, he's been playing well. I mean, I don't, I don't like PFF grades, but apparently we really have a PFF grade. I don't like – I don't rely on PFF grades, but I don't – I actually don't like using them. That's a the word. But
3: apparently – They, they, they
0: McDermott higher than AVT in the Steelers game, so that's all we yeah, need yeah. to know.
1: You know, you know, their grades are – based like, the people that do their grades aren't actually, like, the people that are, like, the main faces of PFF. It's, like, unpaid
2: volunteer yeah. people. <laughs> And Michael had a fantastic point in our like Jets X factor slack about why you shouldn't trust PFF. Michael, I'll give you the floor here. What was your point, your reasoning of why the PFF is so dumb? And you had, I I mean,
0: just, just like the math of it is interesting because like these grades come out the next day under 24 hours and you're talking about 22 players on the field, every play 70 plus plays on each side, how many thousands of plays that is you have to grade. So when you boil individual it all down, player. it's like, yeah, for each individual player, that would be like taking 20 seconds per play. If you're doing it nonstop for de- de- 20 To de- grade so every like, single player. That is not happening. So they're either skipping plays or they're literally just running through and just going like, all right, grade, 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 with like no nuance to watching it. Yeah. And then there's the fact you don't know the scheme. You don't know if the people doing them actually, you know, no ball. So it's there's a lot of uncertainty with the accuracy.
2: Yeah. So I, PFF is only useful when it's a positive Jets grade. Uh, all right. Safety. That's true.
1: <laughs> so we, don't, we don't even got to discuss that. All right.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? We'll throw on specials. Who do you think better on specials here? Jets, jets have uh, got so consistent. So Friedemann
0: and Zerline turning it up. special teams
1: is better kicking, special teams their kicking, kicking game has been fine, I, I, like their field goal game. But kickoff return hasn't been good. We got, uh, we got Braxton. You guys got Braxton. They, the Dolphins have given him a kickoff return for a touchdown Uh, week two, so like,
2: nah, I would leave it to a job. All right, so the Jets, we you gave the Jets uh, running back, defensive line, corner, and special teams. We gave the Dolphins quarterback, receiver. I gave them offensive tackle. I, I, I We just did the, I separated them. So quarterback, right. receiver, offense tackle, safety, and then push at tight end and interior offensive line. I think the offensive line one is in the, t- I think you both, you can make an argument for, for the jets on one of those offensive line. If you put AVT at a guard, you could give the jets into your offensive line. But I think this, this game, and I think there's a nice segue into the predictions and then I'll, DJ will let you get out of here. You've been so gracious with your time. Uh, no problem. The, I think, I think this should be a close game. It, it, I think it will be too. I think this Jets team is going to come out fired up. They had a legitimate win. You know, like the Browns game, like they look, they legitimately had to recover an onside kick and drive the length of the field and pick off percent. Like they had to do some legitimate things to win that game. But there was a sense of like, okay, that was a bit of a fluke. Like that shouldn't have happened. This was a legitimate comeback win against the Steelers. They earned every single yard that they got. Uh, I think that win gave him a lot of confidence. I think that win gave Zach a lot of confidence for sure. Like that can't be understated. Some of the things that he was doing in that fourth quarter um, from even like, even the growth that he had from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, like the same concepts, like you saw in-game growth, which I don't think you've seen from him before. So the Jets come in with a ton of momentum. The Dolphins are on their back foot a little bit limping right. uh, through, through some injuries without their starting quarterback, but, and the, the only thing I'll, I'll caution Jets fans. I, I, the Dolphins have played like the better team. Jets are two and two, but you can make the argument that they could have been zero and four. I'm not saying right. can't play that but game, you, but you, can, you you can
1: make the argument that the Dolphins could have been one and three. Right, right.
2: You could can play that game for anybody, but like right. I'm just yeah. saying, the Jets in every single game have have had moments where the fan base wanted to fire the whole staff on Twitter. Right. So they, you know, it's not like every game they haven't come out and just played a sound game from start to finish yet. You know, like even going back to preseason, I made this point. I know it doesn't count, but the jets have won 5 games including preseason because they went 3-0 all of them are fourth quarter comebacks so this team <laughs> this team is is money in the fourth but they just they have not had a a you know start to finish game dolphins have looked better mcdaniel is is a genius let's just be honest i, so I am far. more yeah so far we'll see if if he turns into a pumpkin but i'm pretty pretty scared of him on 10 days notice with a qb we haven't really seen too much of in this in this offense I think it's going to look a lot different. You know, he's going to scheme around the pressure that the Jets are sending. You know, he knows what Saul is going to want to do. You know, he's going to attack Siege. Like, so this is going to be a really, really interesting matchup. I, I always ask Michael for two predictions. DJ, I'll ask you for this. I want one random prediction. It could be anything. It could be a few things. It could be that uh, Tyreek Hill scores a 50-yard touchdown. It could be whatever. You could give a few of them. Just different predictions, random shit. Um, and then I want your, your final score prediction, who you think wins.
1: I think uh, Big Sauce
2: gets his first interception. Yeah, there we go. There we go.
1: Um, but I still have the Dolphins winning because, uh, <laughs> not because this has been the football. So, has one to do with gambling. So, stay with me. Um, For whatever reason, I don't know why I can't explain this. I'm not, for whatever reason, whenever the backup quarterback starts, that first game, they always cover this. They usually, it's a high number. They cover the spread. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why. Like, I knew there was something wrong about this. Like, it doesn't make any sense when Tim Boyle for the Detroit Lions last year covered. Tim Boyle threw 11 interceptions, one touchdown in his college career. I don't have the info, anyway. I was able to still cover.
2: <laughs> Who's his dad?
1: <laughs> I don't, you know what I'm saying? And last week, you had Brian Hoyer getting 11 point, 10 points. They were able to cover against the Packers, against Aaron Rodgers, and that crew. I don't know what it is. I think, like, a little bit of a surprise. You guys can attest to this, too. Like, when the backup quarterback goes out there, like, the power of no film, how you can really keep teams off balance. I mean, we saw last year, like, right. White against the Bengals. Like, they won outright. Like, obviously, they covered they won outright. But even earlier this year, Cooper Rush against the Bengals, they won outright. The list goes on and on and on. Like I remember Colt McCoy last year against the Rams, they beat the dog shit out of the Rams. And Kyle Murray was out for a game to keep them unbeaten. I don't know what it is when you go with the undrafted, you go with the quarterback that they, the teams haven't seen. Like you, for whatever reason, finally have success. So um, I'm still going with my Dolphins. Um, I just need Tua to get back. Hopefully, he can be back against the Vikings. I ain't trying to see as much as Teddy.
2: So yeah, I was I was trying to look up. Have we gotten a Teddy Bridgewater versus uh, Sala matchup ever? I don't. Th- I just looked up last these year. It's Denver. Last year, Denver. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at me. All right, there we go. Yeah, All but right.
1: that, I, I I can't use that again. I can't use that for Teddy's advantage or Sala's advantage uh, disadvantage because Alex playing one hand but That one hand. Right, right. But, but but
2: you know you you know when you right. see a you kind of know his tendencies and how he plays against like covered right. 2 and I, you know. So he's That's a little all... less little less of an unknown, but I I completely agree that it's scary. I I would not be surprised if, if Teddy has a good game. I do think that the Jets will uh keep it competitive, you know, I, I and and I'm not saying that they're going to lose. Yeah, I'm just saying that like I What's gonna happen?
1: Well, what do you well, see more happening?
2: I think uh, I, Who until until winning? the Jets until the Jets prove no. oh, until okay. the Jets prove that they can win these types of games, it, it's to, it's too much homerism for me to just pick them in this game. Now I'll say this: the Jets very well could win this game, and you can make the argument they should win this game. Backup quarterback, first division <laughs> yes. of, the, of the season at home, a, a roaring like you can make all those arguments, and there's a there's a real part of me that has a good feeling about the Sunday. But I'm not going to pick the Jets until they do it until they can prove they can win after a, a, a win. You know, they I don't think they put together consecutive wins since that like three game stretch with Gase against like the giant, the terrible Giants. we had that you know, like,
0: awesome two game win streak. Oh, that oh yeah, loves. sorry,
2: sorry. The up back, the back to back games where we where we uh, screwed our draft position against back
0: to back wins that matter. Let's say that.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, certainly, I think the Jets will come out of here motivated. I think they're going to play a really good game. I think Zach is going to have a good one. I think fans have to put things in perspective, though. Like, if things aren't going perfectly, to not be booing the team off the field in the second quarter. Um, but, like, yeah, I get it. Like, fans, how many times as a Jets fans have we shown up to MetLife pumps for a big game whether it's a home opener or a season opener or like in response to a big win like i i bought Bengals tickets the the day of the the game and went by myself because i was like you know i want to be there for this game and then i fourth cut to the fourth quarter it's pouring rain i'm sitting there the only person in the section and and like joe Flacco's getting sacked on fourth down um so time in and time again for jets fans we've we've seen the jets let them let them down when when expectations are high so i'm not going to pick them but i'm feeling i'm feeling Uh confident I'm feeling confident. So. though. That's, that's interesting. Well, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying they won't win. I'm just on the podcast. I'm not going to pick them. I'm, I'm I think I'm three and one in the year because I picked them to win the Bengals game and I was wrong. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm learning yeah. from my lesson. I'm not going to pick them after a win just because they won the last week. I, yes, I
0: think I'm two and two. I picked the I picked the last two games they'd win and that they lose the first two. Um, I'm I'm going to kind of follow up what you said. I think. They, no, come on come on, come on no go for it michael come on i i, I can't I do watch. it i can't do it i can't do it i was sitting with you at that ravens game and you took the picture of me looking depressed over there i just <laughs> i just can't can't do it i just can't predict until i'm confident you if said, they win yeah. this game maybe i'll be able to pick more wins going forward
2: do you have any advice to michael for uh for his, for how he should watch games in the future because the man for three hours on sundays is it so uh, what? Was do you have, any, do you have any advice on how he should be taking in games because it's almost unhealthy? And like, I've been through this too, and I, I think I'm, I'm handling the losses a little bit better now. But it was like, what was it, Michael? It was like the second quarter, and we were sitting next to each other the Ravens game. And Ma- I don't think Michael said a word for like an hour and a half. <laughs> like, he was just pissed. I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask that
1: because when Tua almost died on the football field, I died also. So, like, I don't know. I mean, that's, I
2: could, that's pretty he, scary though. Yeah, I was. So, I mean, I
1: couldn't even, like, you know, I, I, I was watching that game in disbelief. I was just like, wow. Like, when Teddy threw that 65-yard t- uh, pass to tight Hill. I'm talking about, I didn't even say, let's go. I watched yeah. it, blinked, continued blinking, and just sat there. So, yeah, man, I, I'm i the wrong person to ask about that because I'm always invested. If my team winning, I'm happy.
2: They lose it. Oh, especially. oh, oh, I'm invested, but I'm saying, like, during the game, I'm just like, I don't know, I like to avoid the the reactions. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of want to uh, take in the game, let's see what happens. Because it'll be like the first quarter, and, and it, like, we could be like two drives in, and it'll be like, Zach is off. You know, not, not, I'm not saying that's what Zach – that's that's not what Michael said. But, like, it's not just him. Like, I see lots of Jets fans. Like, they just jump to these huge
0: conclusions after, like, four minutes. That's of just the how play. it is, though. Like, once it's over, dial it's back, really and, we, and we come on here, and we – cool our jets to use the name of the podcast and yeah you know just kind of kind of digest it all but while we're watching it and you're in that it's so hard to not be invested. I, I, I'm,
2: t- I'm talking like i'm grown here but i told that story last last week where it was like the 2019 jets Bengals, and it was like it was like a pretty much a meaningless game but they had won those three games in a row so it was like all right well if they win this they can kind of climb back into playoff contention and it was like third and 15 and they ran a halfback draw with Le'Veon bell and he got it and I was like, let's go. I was losing my mind. And then it was like holding Alex Lewis or whatever. They call it back. And I was just sitting there and I was in the kitchen. And I I didn't mean to really do this, but I just, I got so many. There was an apple on the table. And I think I just meant to like kind of throw it on the ground or something. Because I was like, right. fuck. And I grabbed it and I threw it. And it was very, uh, very Zach Wilson to me. It, it sailed on me and it just shattered this like giant glass hutch, like pink mirror thing. <laughs> like completely shattered it. It was not a good moment. So from that moment, I think I've gotten better at handling the losses. But no, I've I've I lose my shit at Jets games. Don't get me wrong. Uh, um, DJ, it's been awesome having you on, man. I always enjoy having you. Uh get, I mean, everybody knows where to follow you. I think anybody listening listens to this pod already follows you. Uh I st- you know what you want to hear the biggest honor and the biggest compliment I can pay you, DJ. I still have I still have your tweet notifications on, even though you're tweeting about the Texans. That's I don't know <laughs> I mean, that, means you're, just... that means you've seen a lot of. You've seen a lot of I've seen a lot. I feel like I know a lot about the Texans now. Maybe I'm just too lazy to turn off the tweet notifications, but I enjoy seeing. I enjoy seeing the notification. DJ B Enemy tweeted, but we miss you, man. We I mean, we that. definitely DJ. miss you.
1: I mean, I miss Je- I miss Jet fans for sure. Like you know, they're they're a lot more than Texans fans. Texas fans right now are trying to win some. Like I know for a fact, Jet fans. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Jet fans would try to trick themselves into quarterback like davis mills i'm not 110% sure. but um yeah nah like you know text fans like i don't want to use the word checked out because they they attacked me for saying checked out but um yeah i mean they're just not as uh in tune right Rabbit. now not in tune they're in tune but they're just not
2: active online yeah just twitter makes you know
1: the job fun at times
2: hey we i think we're undefeated in pepsi uh rookie of the week nominations every yes, time there's a jet up there we, we win even if they don't deserve like Brees Hall like yeah he scored the game winner and I thought he had a good game he definitely I didn't deserve that that should have not,
1: went to Damian Pierce yeah he
0: didn't he yeah. did not deserve it over Pierce but we just got we just got better fans I don't know that, that's on you DJ you've got to hype him up no, him no 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 we like, we're
3: we're
2: jets we're uh, I just realized that game. I should
1: have known that I would have probably no nah, I mean to be honest I probably tweeted out like I only would hurt Damian because you
2: know Jet Jets, Jets fans is yeah that's true, yeah, true. <laughs> true. they like oh shit.
1: oh let's make sure Breach wins so
2: yeah so yeah. we can piss off DJ all right well DJ I, I enjoy your nap um I, you know what I'll I, anybody who follow who this pod already follows you but your Twitter and I'm trying to pull it up here top of my it's it, I think it's just your name right is there any yeah all right it's DJ Enemy. you know you, you you can find him on there uh he's doing great things I don't you don't even want to call him a rising star anymore. He's, he's already a star. You, DJ, you, you have made it. Don't forget us. Don't forget us when I when I turn on the NFL countdown and I see you breaking down. Break it down. I won't, I won't I must follow you now. All right, that's true. You. That's true. Hey, hey, I, I will be we'll be hitting you up uh for, for these dolphins games.
3: Oh um, man, I am not looking forward to
2: it. I'm 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 excited for Sunday. Uh who who do the Texans play? Who do you have to play the Jaguars? So, are, oh. so do you have to, like, not pay attention at all to the Dolphins game when you're working?
1: I always paid attention. Jeez. Okay, so
2: is there, like, a TV in the press box where you're kind of, like, in pink?
1: The, uh, so the Ravens game, um, that game started before the Broncos game. So I was watching that game at the hotel room on my laptop, and then, like, I finished it in the press box because they had it on the NFL game day, or, you know, they had it on Red Zone or whatever. Right. Um, So I watched that Um. I, I checked the updates from the Patriots game just on my phone because um, cause the Texans were in a, were in a shootout themselves. Um, so like I was a tweet, paying tweet. attention, not paying, yeah, occupied. um, and then obviously last week, uh, the, the Bills game, I was just checking the updates because the, the Texans were obviously playing the Bears. So like, I don't want you to watch it. I just check the updates. Uh, and now I just be it later. Um, but the Bills game, um, I for sure. If, if it's a close game, I for sure pull up the stream. Um, like like last year, I paid a lot more attention towards the end because the Dolphins were coming back into the you know into the picture, and a lot of Jets games were blowouts. So. <laughs> yeah,
3: there, there was that was stretch either, there. But
1: then you got to remember in the beginning, like the Dolphins were, there, were also getting blown out too, so. Um, it was it was a bad it was bad on both sides uh so it's i remember hey, when they played the giants the don't play giants last year. i was watching the jets game and the dolphins game because like the i could pull up on my youtube tv but like i can't actually pay attention to it because right. i'm trying to focus on what's happening on the
3: field
2: right i see it's just it's just kind of on I, I think uh when you look at both these teams a year ago compared to now both fan bases I know they're talking a lot of shit to each other, but both fan bases are pretty energized, pretty happy with. uh, with, And that's, what's fun about it. You
1: you want to cover teams that have energized fan bases.
2: Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Hey, there's always, I'm sure there's always a spot for you um, to cover the jets, man. (laughs) I got to say, nobody, nobody interacts with the fans on social media like you do. I don't understand. Like it's so, it seemingly would be so easy. Maybe it's not, but it's like, you, you you dedicated time to like interact with jets fans and build relationships and connections and that makes people want to read your articles more and it makes people you know make it made you a bigger name it feels like because you were right. like tweeting and responding like and it's just like and like genuinely not like you know, right every, right. every once in a while I'll be a reporter reply, but like you know you were active replying to fans and i think that's a that's a cool thing and uh you know we're missing that so as i said probably for the eighth time this pod we miss you man
1: Appreciate that. I think a lot of it comes down to like
2: a lot of these guys are married with kids. And that's powers. true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm Twenty-seven <laughs> years
1: old, so I can,
3: you
1: know. As I said, when I get off of this, I'm going to my bed and I'm going to lay down. All right. I'm going fall asleep. i probably just laid
2: out,
3: just
2: laid out. So. I, I I relate to that. I relate to that. All right. Uh, follow us at CJ Pod on Twitter. Follow Michael at Nania, Myself Ben W. Blessington. Go to Jets X Factor. Best place to go for Jets content. Check us out, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe to YouTube, Jets X Factor. I think that's it. Michael, last thoughts? Anything?
0: don't uh, no, I echo everything oh, you said, Ben. Did, uh, did you give you your? You're just gonna cut me off? Your score prediction? I don't. Did you get oh, it? Oh, I didn't do my score prediction. Yeah, yeah, briefly. Um, DJ, DJ, you didn't you gotta do nap. one. You didn't do one.
2: All right, you say yours and all that. Oh, you. me, I, I go. Right. Oh, yeah, that's your DJ. Twenty-three twenty. Twenty-three twenty, Dolphins. What do you oh,
0: say? I, I feel this is gonna be higher scoring. I'm gonna go. Uh, phew, 27,
1: 23, my aunt. Oh, you mean you all can't pick the Dolphins?
0: That's,
2: the, that's, that's the mentality. All right, you know what? Fuck all right, go for what it. I said earlier. Fuck what I said earlier. <laughs> Fuck the, the Dolphins. The Jets are coming to town. Well, we're already in town. The Jets are winning this game, baby. This is the start of a new era. This team went down the fucking toilet in Pittsburgh 12 years ago when they couldn't get the ball back, and Antonio Brown – freaking won that game for them we'll cut back to last year antonio brown's streaking off the field and retiring and then this year we're beating the steelers comeback victory at heinz field fuck whatever it's called now the, the juju has been changed the jets are winning this game let's go baby i'll say i'll say jets win 49 nothing like how dj beat me in madden last time we played all right um okay <laughs> all right i'll see you guys uh thank you for listening everybody have a great weekend let's hope for a jets win